This episode is brought to you by the Roxbury Urban Dive Bar, located at 1743 Grafton Street, right on the corner there of Grafton, right across from the Scotiabank Center. Make sure to hit up Roxbury before a Moosehead game. You'll get a lot cheaper drinks, cheaper food than what you'll pay in there at the Scotiabank Center. At the Roxbury, $5 food all day all night you cannot beat that they have a dj seven nights a week on sunday night consider it sin sundays that is an industry night three dollar shots and six dollar doubles five dollar pints prices like that you cannot beat downtown halifax wednesday night consider it 90s night uh the boozy brunch five dollar food fifteen dollar pitchers of caesar that is a weekend special whenever you're hungover get in there get some brunch five dollar food fifteen dollar pitchers of caesar that is a great bang for your buck and remember when you are supporting the Roxbury, you are directly supporting the high button. So make sure to get into the Roxbury, get some food, get some drinks, get some good service, and you'll be all right. All right, what's going on, everyone? My name is Justin Boulanger. Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. If this is your first time, uh, your fifth, sixth, tenth, or you've listened to every single episode, just know that I do truly appreciate the fact that you tuned in here with me at the High Button. Uh, co-host Matthew Dudley will be here as well, and our main guest will be Mike Danton. I think Mike came to Halifax in 2009, yeah, 2009-10 uh, when he came to play for St. Mary's in the AUS. Uh, he was drafted by New Jersey in the fifth round, 2000 NHL entry draft. Played for St. Louis as well. Also played in the OHL for the Barry Colts. Uh, spent some time incarcerated in jail. Uh, I think the guy's mental toughness is what I admire about the guy. People still probably give him chirps. I know one guy on our Instagram page was chirping the other day. And I just think the mental toughness on the guy is something that I want to talk to him about. He's able to live a life happily even though people still might judge him. Uh, I think that's amazing. I was very honored when he said yes that he would come on the podcast. So... I got really nothing else to say for the intro. Let's start it. It's going to be a good one. High button. You know what comes next. You're like, do I? Uh, I just don't solid give it. though. Is it? Awesome. Yeah, really good. It's not mine. My mom bought it, but yeah, it's great coffee. Tell moms I appreciate it. I don't let her know. All right, boys, we're going here. Dance, dudes. Welcome. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. You're comfortable. Uh, not bad. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one key. <laughs> When people come, is just make sure they're comfortable. Because if they're not comfortable, they don't fucking talk the way I want them yeah, to talk. Yeah, exactly. That's the first key. So if you're comfortable, I'm, I'm not. I'm not feeling pressured. If that's what you're, if that's what you're getting at, that's what I'm asking. I, I I'm good to go. Let's get, get let's get rolling. Unreal. All, all right. right. So dudes, um, dance. Actually, first of all, talk about the jersey. Awesome that you brought the St. Louis jersey. Yeah. I wouldn't think you had that. Unreal. Yeah. Smew jersey. Where's it at? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I looked for it, and then I remember. I don't think I had it. I think, uh, I don't think Steiny gave it to me for some reason. I think he, you know, my guess would be Steiny's probably like roams the house with it. You know, yeah. late at night, just throw my jersey on. You know, relive an old, uh, old, old, uh, old championship. Just a pair of leggings under. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Tight, tighty whities on on Steiny. Oh for man, sure. Jesus. That's yeah, because you guys won the championship the second year. You guys would think you'd be able to keep the jersey. You know you, what I mean? You would think, right? I guess Smew might be cheap and they might want to auction it off. Steiny's like Big Brother though, right? You know that reality show? Expect the Unexpected? That's Steiny. You watch, you watch that show, Big Brother? I used to religiously. You're in it? You like When that? I was like nine. Do you like the unexpectedness? Do you like that? Like when you're playing? Do you like the coaches kind of like, you get to the rink and you're, you're just like, nah, who knows what, what kind of mood he's in today? It's it's fun. It's entertaining. No that's dope. for sure, right? Because you if never know if a chair is going to go across the room or if you're going to get a pat on the back, right? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's fun. Some guys can't handle that though. Like there's, you know, some kids that are probably your players go to the rink and they're thinking, fuck, 
Like if coach loses it today, then they're sitting there like great fidgety when the coach is losing their mind. And oh, the guys that's like, today's hockey, right? la- Yeah. Today's hockey <laughs> fucking soft as hell, man. Jesus. Hug fest. Best, best Steiny story. Yeah. Um, I get there the first night because when I, uh, when I came to Halifax, I lived with Steiny, right? For, yeah. for, I don't know, six, nine months, something like that. First night six, I'm nine. living with him. We, um, he's making, uh, <laughs> he asked me if I'm hungry and I say, oh yeah, I'm uh, pretty hungry. And he says, all right, I'll go make us some food. Throws in four pieces of toast, <laughs> cooks up some bacon, throws a bunch of bacon. So I, he gives me two bacon sandwiches. He's in his underwear. He's got his, uh, what, what sh- he had a t-shirt on. Can't remember the t-shirt. He just rolled back on the couch feet up on his on his little recliner there watching family guy having bacon sandwiches crumbs all over his tea that's that's steiny to a tea right there family guy bacon sandwiches the odd pulled pork meal he loves making his pulled pork any sauce I don't remember the sauce, man. Okay, go. Just, just bacon and bread. Bacon. <laughs> there might have been a little, little bit of margarine or, or, or butter on there. I'm but, picturing uh, him breathing and crumbs and bacon bits flying. I out, just, you know what just I mean? watching Family Guy so like dry. it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so amazing, right? Oh, yeah. What a what, like the first night in the new Billet's house is probably a little nerve wracking. So when you see your coach slash Billet just up there watching Family Guy having a time, I bet that's an easy situation to get comfortable in. Well, you know I was I mean? also almost 30 years old too, right? So it's not like I was 16, right? But at the same that time, was what yeah. I was gonna ask you how, like, what's the, the age difference? I was 29. Oh, well, Steiny, he was a first rounder in what 1942. So um, <laughs> no, no, I think he's uh, he was probably what is he? Maybe 10, 12 years older than me. I'm, I'm thinking something. Oh, like yeah, that, I knew right? you weren't so, a, just a kid going in there. So it's, yeah, it was 29. It was still though, right? It was a, it was it was a it was a new situation, and I wanted to make sure that uh, that everything was. But I was just kind of like you know hockey coach. Yeah. You know, been there a ten year track. He, he's been there for a while, mm-hmm. right? A lot of success, and just rolling around with the undies and, and bacon <laughs> sandwich, watching Family Guy crumbs going all over the place. Fuck that was man. great. I want bacon. So what now. was your first reaction like coming back to Halifax? Did you liken it? Like, did you go to the restaurants? Like, what was your first reaction of just being back in a hockey culture? Uh, all I remembered about Halifax, um, just remembered the hills because I was here in the Memorial Cup, right, 2000. Yeah, yeah. And the hills, man, it, it was a huge advantage to Halifax because we we're walking around. You had to because we were downtown, everywhere down by the water there, where the, where the Scotiabank Center is that what it's called now, Scotiabank Center? They've changed it like seven times yeah. in like three years or something. Too like that, right? Um, we but yeah, we just walked around everywhere, and our, our fucking shins were done. Yeah, Cabs, it was oh man, it, it was a battle. But I just remember coming here, and I was like, oh, this place is gonna be hilly as fuck, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I, I got to move around. Steiny sh- uh, showed me around a little bit with uh, with some of the restaurants and that. And did you have uh, a car when you came back? Nope, no, nope. I lived I lived Steiny. So it was just uh, we lived down on South Street, right? So I walk okay. into Smu and tagged along with him to to practice and and, and games and stuff like that. So and I was kind of strapped. Too, right because i was on parole when i got here so if i mm. if i wanted to leave the hrm area i needed um i can't remember what it's called but i needed permission so every time we had an away game um with the exception of dal um one of the assistant coaches would have to go and get um from my parole officer would have to get permission for me to travel outside of the hrm so it was a shitload of stuff to go through it was is, crazy is that because is that because of the like the nighttime cutoff is that why like obviously i wouldn't know how parole works mm. but like Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. No, you know, I think it just had to do mostly with um, with the fact that I had just gotten released. I had mm-hmm. just gotten out of jail, and 
you know, I was just basically reentered in society, right? So they kind of, they wanted to keep your eye on you, right? So that's true. I don't know the, the whole ins and outs about it, but I just know that any time that I wanted to leave, if I, if I wanted to leave the province, if I, I had to leave the HRM area, I'd have to go get a little traveling certificate. Yeah. So it, just in case like the bus got pulled over and they're like, Hey, who are you? Oh, you've been to the sin bin. Yeah. Where's your paperwork? Oh, you don't have it. Fucking see you later. Right. Did you, oh, you, cool, did. Did you have a cool probation officer? I really did. You know, yeah. and I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say her name just for, for, for a huge for, hockey fan. She actually was. She, she, <laughs> was, she was a pretty big hockey fan, and she wasn't from she wasn't from Nova Scotia. So that that's about all I'll say about her. But she um she was she was really cool about things, and you know she was strict. Like she had to be strict. You know, like but she was like, hey, you know, like don't fuck up. And once she realized that I wasn't the type that I was going to be, you know, going out and you know drinking when I wasn't supposed to be drinking and yeah. not trying to you know start fights at the bars and stuff like that, she was just more or less, okay, how you doing with school? What do you want to do? Right. So um, I had a parole officer when I first got out in Toronto, huge bitch, huge bitch. And she was just she'd shoot me down with everything. I'd talk about hockey and she's like, well, you know, you gotta concentrate on something else other than hockey. Your <laughs> hockey career is over. And I was like, well, fuck, who are you to say my hockey career is over? You yeah, know? Like, ever. Well, you haven't skated for six years and I'm like, fucking, she's settled down. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, she was trying to like redirect me into getting into something else and it's like, you know, at that point, even when I went in at 24, right? So I'd been skating probably since I was like five or six or something. I've got 18, 19 years of experience. That's, that's more than a fucking doctor or a lawyer, most of them in town. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I know. As a hockey player, yeah. you have so... Just because you don't go to school for four or, or eight or 12 years to get your master's PhD and whatnot, you, yeah, you got a lot of hockey experience. You know what I mean? So to tell somebody that's got 18, 19 years invested that your career's over, I was like, fuck, you're dumb, man. It's just ridiculous. So. Yeah, that's... But um, but anyway, so long story short, I when I moved out here, obviously, moving provinces, you uh, you get a different parole officer, and yeah. I had a I had a beauty. Yeah, yeah, unreal. It was awesome. You luck yeah. out on that. Oh yeah. I feel like there's no gray area in that scenario. It's, you know, they're either awesome yeah. or they're just you know yeah. ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. right? There's no like, oh, she was all right or he was all right. You know, it was like beauty or bitch. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was one of the one of the um, conditions where it was I wasn't allowed to to drink while I was on I was on parole, right? Oh, so yeah. um, that's rough. The only thing so I know we we obviously park boys. Is that <laughs> the only thing I know about parole is trailer park boys? <laughs> yeah. Can't drink. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Right. So. Um, they um obviously we, when we won nationals um we were in i think it was thunder bay that year i think we were in and then um um i i got a call from um from my parole officer right after the game and you know hey congratulations really happy for you um make sure you don't fucking drink i'm piss testing you when i come when you come right when you come back and i was like just a little bit she's like don't fuck this up so no i didn't and uh, and that was it so but it was fun right like i'd go to the bar and um you know the boys were really good about it too right so uh, you know they'd, they'd order some shots or whatever and i'd always have my little my little shot glass of water with a little to lemon make it in, feel right? included yeah just to make it feel included right it was it was it was pretty fun too You're not right? the only so, guy standing there and then when we won the cup they all the boys were, were were drinking their beers and i had my little sparkling fruit juice right oh, so i popped man. it open yeah it was all right it was fun what do you that was good no you go okay i was just gonna say to be fair up until that point you like you said you had a lot of you know hockey experience when they were trying to tell you that you your career was over they're telling you you can't drink this one night but up until that point i'm sure you've had your fair share of drinking experiences right 
Do you know what I mean? So you're like, okay, this sucks, but it's like, uh, right. he's got kids now, man. What are you doing? Well, what do you mean? I'm joking. <laughs> you want, you go ahead. They're hockey Help, players yeah, already, man. man. He, oh yeah. yeah. They're my, my middle guy. Oh fuck. He's man. He's a menace. Jesus. So you have three. I got three. Yeah. yeah one right. just out of the oven. Just a wee one. Little just girl. Out of the oven. All you hockey players out there, you go near her. I'm telling you, I'm going back to jail. Yeah, I'm sure they're <laughs> they're going to be coming after your daughter oh, specifically. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's why I had the two older ones first. Right. The two boys take. That's why you let off with the parole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love like, it. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about going on parole. Just coming out of jail in general. Talk about like a support system. Just going into a fucking hockey team. When you come out, you know, you mm. got support around, you got family, friends, right. but going into a hockey team with 25 guys, when, when does that happen? <laughs> yeah, and you I don't, don't think that's ever happened. No. Well, see, and it was a little different, right? Like, I don't know how, I don't know if, if too many people know the situation that I got into when I was here, right? So how it all started off with me coming to, to, to CIS was um, the coach from PI, Forbes McPherson. Okay. He called me and asked me if, if I had any interest, right? So of course, you know, I thought I was too old in that. So I looked into it and, and I think at the time UNB was, was 14 and 0, Acadia was 11 and uh, 12 and 2. I think St. Mary's was like 11 and 3, something like that, I remember right? That year. Much so yeah, pretty yeah. much right. So so what I wanted to do is I, I you know the way I looked at it was well I'm not going to call UNB they're they're perfect they got a pretty good squad I want to see if I can help help mm. somebody right so I, like I called Acadia and and Burnsy kind of said you know like yeah we'd love to have you however why don't you call Steiny because I think the type of guy that you are in your background would be best suited for for Steiny and St Mary's so I, I called Steiny wow and um, when I talked to Steiny he's basically you know yep you know let me talk to the guys you know and and you know back then you know we had guys like you know like ranny and and thorty fergie guys like mm-hmm. that chris morrison and, and and a lot of older guys that um you know hotham and and that, that that ran pretty much ran the team right so the it wasn't the fact that it wasn't only me coming to a hockey team as my as my main support it was the fact that the hockey team themselves they wanted me to come right they're mm-hmm. the ones who wrote the letter to to i think the time the dean was uh, it was dodds the president or whatever it was for me it was dodds or colin dodds or i think it was i don't know anything about university um, but it was <laughs> but it was uh, it was it was all about the guys right they 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 really you know especially ranny he they they reached out and they basically wrote a letter to steiny saying like if we don't let this guy come then you know who who are we you know mm-hmm. like you're giving us a you're, you put us in a situation to get education and play hockey second chances at careers if we don't give this guy a second chance at his life then then what are we doing here type of thing right so it was very it was very welcoming once i read the letter That's and signed told me the story it was it was it was more you know it, it, like you said right it, it's it's the, the the main the main support system was the team but it was actually the players itself that that wanted me to get in there right That's so unreal it was, was pretty cool a, it, yeah cool. i felt i felt that story for sure and i think the one thing i I, like think about you coming in instead of you thinking oh i hope these guys like me right you're going in with the mindset now of these guys are beauties these guys are my brothers this is going to be easy right Right? now you're back doing the thing that you love to do and it's just it's just uh natural to you then right Right. yeah i remember i remember the press conference you had there with the whole you know what you know the one i'm talking about and you said the one i looked like 140 pounds (laughs) sure there you go and you said sorry i just got back from class i'm not gonna wear a suit yada 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 when you were in that class you knew that you had the press conference right after right so when you were in that Mm -hmm. class were you able to pay attention or was your mind spinning no i've never been the type to like when i'm doing interviews and stuff like that like i had a couple buddies message me today oh like what are you gonna say i'm like oh fuck i don't know just wait and see the questions are (laughs) Yeah. What do you, you got? 
anything written down. I was like, well, if I don't know the questions, what am I going to have written down? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like trying no. to take the test before. You know yeah. what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. But I've never been the type to like, even when I like speak at functions or, or, you know, team events and stuff like that, I never have that speech ready. I just kind of roll with it. And why do you think that is? I don't know. I just take life as it comes. You know what I mean? I've, I've never been the type to plan my life out clearly. <laughs> I did a pretty poor job at it, right? Clearly. But, um, but no, I, I just, I think that especially with athletes, you know, I, I don't know about football, baseball and basketball, but with hockey players, especially coming from Toronto, you're, you're engorged in the media there at such a young age. You mm. know, kids are doing interviews at 12, 13, 14 years old, hard, junior hockey. You're, you're having two, three games a week doing interviews, you know, on video and on paper and you know I, I've done you know thousands of interviews in my life it's just you know I haven't been hit with a question yet that it's kind of stunned me and been like oh I don't know what to say you know yeah. or that's made me uncomfortable right mm -hmm. so I just kind of roll with shit and let it let it play on I think that has a lot to do with hockey itself though, your personality right because right. I'm, I'm, I consider myself to be the same type of person I've yet to have a question where I'm like uh unless it's like in school right now and I actually don't know I'm not going to bullshit it right but yeah. it's just like your personality it's like you don't care if what you say is wrong anyways right right you're going to interact regardless yeah for sure right yeah and i think that you can thank the sport as a, as a whole for that yeah. Yeah. oh you can thank social. your can thank your mom for the coffee too it's it's bomb i'll let her know she'll probably want to talk to you after That's just shake awesome. your hand or something sweet um i want to talk about the first nhl game or do you think it's too early to jump into that no nah, we might as well brought it back up, brought it up. Buddy. Ping pong. Well. all right first nhl game let's go pre-game nap meal oh, nerves are you calm where was it let's go let's all get right into it so Man, this is a pretty cool story. So I was in I was in Albany and I got the call. Um, I we had just got in from a road game. I, I was in you know it was in February. I'm pretty sure it was like February 21st or 23rd or oh, something so like that. I got called up. I got called okay, up. Okay, so okay, my okay, first okay. year pro, um, I went to Albany, and um, about halfway through the year. You know, it's uh, it's 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 been snowing for for days in Albany, shithole. Where's Albany? Um, I'm sorry. Albany's upstate New York. Upstate New York. Upstate okay. New York. Yeah, okay. just a, okay. yeah. It's, it's like here. Awful place, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, um, I get a buzz in my apartment, and I'm like, it's like two in the morning, and I was like. Is it a, is it, you know, like a booty call or something like that? Right. I, I have no idea what's going on. Cause I was a disaster for, for the early part of that season. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> so I, I, I answered the buzzer and I was like, hello. And it was my, my equipment guy. He's like, yeah. You know, he kept on because it was windy. It was snowing. I couldn't really hear him. I like all I could make out is Jason, crack, crack, scratch, this and that. So I was like, "Hey, hold on, I'll come down." So I go down the stairs, <laughs> and he's like, "Pack your bags." What's up? He came to your apartment. Oh, he came to my apartment. Oh, sorry, yeah. He called you, man. This is back. Man, didn't have oh, cell phones yeah. back then. Called on the PA, bro. Yeah, yeah he FaceTimed you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was like like twenty years ago, right? Oh. Almost. Jesus okay, Christ. So okay. This is. I think this is like two thousand. This happened in two thousand, right? Wow. Early two. 2001 actually sorry you were such a bitch back then too so are you guys even what? born i was in then? recess oh, when i think of 2000 2001 i think of september 11th so i just know what i was doing around that i think of right the year area. we hosted mem cup yeah so oh, that was the, that was the year before that was 2000 right yeah 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 so um so yeah so anyways i long story short i go downstairs and he's like listen you know it's like 2 2 30 in the morning right he's like listen you got to pack your shit you got called up to jersey and i was like oh fuck yeah okay 
be right there right so i run up and i was just down the street from 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 the arena so i go up and pack a couple i pack a bag or whatever and um pack my pack my stuff he brings us uh brings us to the arena so it was me and a guy by the name of stanislav gron what a name who got right beauty a guy had flow like for days too <laughs> so um he was like a slovak or czech but he has his flow he looked like yager back when he was 19 right weapon so right and um so um anyways we we get to we go to the airport we we get into carolina so my first game was in carolina right okay so where do you meet the team at the airport or do you meet them at the hotel so we 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 fly in to carolina because i had to fly from new york to somewhere else, Albany to somewhere else into into Raleigh, North Carolina, or okay, whatever. But right? you, you fly in by yourself, so you meet them at the hotel in Carolina. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Um, so spent the yeah. night. So here, so I get woken up two <clears> thirty <throat> in the morning. Maybe get to the airport three thirty. Flights five, whatever it is, I can't remember. But I I can't sleep from like two yeah, thirty in the morning. I'm just I'm wired right. So um show up to the show up to the the hotel and there's a team meeting going on right yeah. so we oh. go right we're already late for the meeting so we kind of roll in we sit in the back and we're listening to, to to the coach talk and um gm at the time uh, or gm was lou lamorello lou household name lamorello lou 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 um so um after the meeting um i'm walking out and i i kind of get like a like a tug on my arm and it's Lou and waves me over and he's like, Oh, how was the flight? And it was good. And he goes, have you eaten yet? I was like, no. And he's like, okay, well we're going to go have a meal now and pulls out his wallet. He's like, after the meal, go get a haircut. Hands me a $20 bill. Gets, wants me to go get a haircut. And back then I had, I had sick flow, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I was that guy who had the sick flow, right? I love the hockey hair, right? So, um, no, 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 no porn stash. I was solid with that. So, um, I kind of looked at him and I was like, okay, whatever. So I, take the 20 put in my wallet go have a meal go have a meal and i crash hard i was like i'm not getting fucking haircut like that <laughs> so then um we go to the game and th- this was so messed up so Lou, like back then lou's notorious for like you can't have high numbers right yeah like, i think the last guy that? that had a high number was mcgillney and i think the only reason why mcgillney because he maybe they just didn't understand each other or whatever probably part but, of his claws to come over right I exactly right? he's all that that's right right like and then lou's got like some 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 special rules about stuff no like beards that, right no high numbers remember i told you the leafs are they're now allowed to have high numbers oh, yeah, that's why fucking that. ozaganov's wearing 92 yeah wow. and you couldn't have like white tape over over red or black you couldn't use clear tape you had to use like white tape over white spots black I tape over, over over black spots you know you just but it was and you know no shaving mm. you couldn't wear chains or necklaces it was just very you know unless you were jason arnett or patrick eliash yeah. or martin broder you could do whatever you want right but it was just more or less where he got you in the mindset that you know this is professional mm-hmm. it's his way or the highway and i wasn't i wasn't mature enough i wasn't ready for that back then right i was just like well no fuck you it's my way or the highway right <laughs> so i got i'm i'm the team not you Lou. You know I am? right <laughs> <laughs> right there's an eye in mike <laughs> be careful because in four years you might fuck no um no seriously though um so anyways i i crashed hard we we woke up and um, you know, had a little meal or whatever, and then we went to the rink. So I get to the rink, and I didn't know what number I was going to be, right? Because in because in Albany, I was I was 18, I think, which I've never worn that in my life. In training camp, I was one year, I was like 36, so I was 54, 50, so just awful numbers, right? <laughs> so, um, so I see one stat sheet, and it has me down 
I can't remember the numbers because the guys, it, it, I looked at three different stats sheets and one of them had me down as like 22 and then another one had me down as 26. Another one had me down as 28. So I had no idea what number I was wearing, right? Because I just had different numbers, right? And I ended up wearing number eight. So the number, my, my jersey came into the room and because and, it came in late, they were stitching my name on and I had an awful last name back then, so I'm not even going to say it. But they had the stitch line, name was like 97 characters long and just number eight, right? And I was like, oh, that's dust, right? So anyway, so I'm, so the whole game, like guys are just like, you know, they're the whole pregame sitting in my stall and so I got to play center with Jim McKenzie yeah right guys 6'5 like 240 mitts mitts just like this like huge mitts right fitting right and like just a big man everywhere <laughs> guy was a giant right everywhere right everywhere <laughs> and then Turner Stevenson like 6'4 225 you know another guy that was just Turner a Stevenson that's a name Remember I Turner? heard dude Remember he was Turner? a monster so I'm sitting there and I'm just I'm I'm, I'm, I'm stewing right and everyone thinks that I'm, I'm, I'm nervous they're like hey you're gonna be okay and I'm like no, I'm, I know I'm good. I you know. know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just getting jacked, right? Because I'm sitting here going, I'm gonna be able to do whatever the fuck I want tonight. Because I got two monsters yeah. playing on my wing. Safety. No one's gonna touch me. We're playing Carolina, who was probably the softest team in the world back then. And right? They were the king of the trap in that era. Oh so. yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's right. So Jersey, I'm going around and warm up, and and I got so excited when I was helmet going. on or off warm up. What's that? Helmet on or off? Oh, it was on. It was on back then. Back then, because. I, Lou probably would have sniped me from the stands if I had it off. Especially right? with no haircut. <laughs> you know, that was a good one. I like how you rolled in. That was solid. Yeah, that was good. Right? So, you, but I'm sure Lou knew at that point, right, that he just lost 20 bucks to a little rookie, right? So, and then he never got it back, right? But he did get the last laugh, right? But anyways, so anyways, I'm wheeling around and um, I'm get, I'm so happy and I'm, I'm, you know, overjoyed. I start crying and then like my, my, my excitedness starts like, oh my, like, what the fuck are you doing? It's Smart enough, Jesus Christ, right? So I'm skating around, yeah, so I'm doing that. So anyways, my first shift, I get out there, and my first shift, and I just I, I just completely forgot about hockey, right? I just got out there, and I'm hitting everything. It's yes. like I'm a fucking pinball. Thank you. Smashing, you know, playing against uh, like Rod Brindamore, right? That's the, that's the name that I, that I remember from Carolina. Oh, oh yeah. just a monster, Jeff right? Jeff O'Neill, probably. Probably, yeah. I, I don't remember a lot of that, right? So, um, Ron Francis. Yeah. Ronnie Francis, right? So, but I'm just crushing these guys. I'm just, I'm smashed. So, anyways, the, my first shift, it's like a neutral zone goes into the defensive zone, goes down to to the offensive zone, and the goalie they had was Artus Urbe. Remember oh, him? Oh yeah, his gross Bucky and his, pa- his great name, pads. great name though, right? Fantastic, right? So we go down and. I crash the net. I end up snowing them, fall into them. And when I get up, there's a huge skirmish. When I get up, I get cross-checked and I just say, fuck it. First gloves, I throw my gloves off. I turn around and grab whoever it was. I had no idea. I was just like, no one's cross-checking me. I'm <laughs> fuck you up. I turn around. It's Glenn Wesley. This guy's like 97. Yeah, I speed bag this guy. Just uh, He, he might have had two career fights in his 20-year career. Ugh. And it just he cross-checked a rookie that was trying to make a name for himself oh. and I just speed bagged this guy. Glenn so Wesley. I went to the penalty box and I came back and I remember Jim McKenzie saying, well, you could have picked someone a little bit tougher. I was like, well, fuck, I didn't have eyes in the back of my head, right? But anyways, yeah, so I might have had like three more shifts that game, but it was uh, it was fun. That was, my, was, that was my first one, yeah, so. Man, you're a good storyteller. Like, you you could paint a picture. Man, oh, man, that's you. my that problem great. is I, awesome I even if he didn't paint the picture, I was painting it anyways. Oh, yeah. And that's the problem with me. I'm sitting over here. Glenn Wesley was like the fucking Lady Bing 
winger. winner. Yeah. He's like Datsuk. He, yeah, he might have had like, you know, six and a half penalty minutes every year. Like he was, he was 10 ply, this guy. He's it was like, what the fuck happened to me, man? Yeah. And I felt, so, I didn't, I guess I didn't feel bad. I was just like, well, I w- would have been nice to like, you know, kind of fight Rod Brindamore at the time or something like that. But, but on, anyways. On that note, and I'm going to go right into like the actual seriousness of hockey at your size. Yeah. At that point in, in that era of the NHL, which is now, and I quote towards here, not the hug fest mm-hmm. back then. Because you got to be careful what you're saying in 2018. That's right. Exactly. Oh, fuck it. We got great and, lawyers. No, I know. We're fucking just joking rights. around. But uh, where were they when back in 2004? I could have used that. I don't think you'd want ours. What was I going to say? Oh, you you basically had to be like that. It's like when people bitch about Marshawn being a rat and greasy. I'm like, in order to survive at this size, you have to A, be a great skater and above average skater. Yeah. Yeah. And B, you have to be able to fucking protect yourself. Yeah. You have to have that edge and you have to make sure that when people come near you, they're not going to take advantage of you. Right. So in that moment, you're that's... Well, it's when funny. you said it, I was like, "That's the right thing to do." Yeah, well, it, it's <laughs> funny. Like the the guys, like like the Johnny Godros and got, like they're super super skilled guys, right? Like you think about it, right? Martin St. Louis. I went to Calgary's camp before I was drafted, right? Just for some experience, and I had a great camp. They offered me a contract, which subsequently I would have had more money that I actually signed in in in, in New Jersey. That was kind of fucked up. They but anyways, the, they were the Cup champions the year before that, though, too. So were they? Yeah, yeah. Calgary. Like the year was? before you got your no New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Lou, like New Jersey with Lou has always been notorious for, you know, not giving their, their draft picks a lot of signing bonus money, mm-hmm. right? So salary would have been fine, but just the signing bonus money, right? That I, it would, it, I would have, I would have made more than double in Calgary as, as a, as a non-drafted guy Fucking than I did sight. as a fifth round draft pick in New Jersey. God I wonder damn if that's it to do why they got him out of Toronto because there are a lot of rookie or a lot of young guys are going to be getting paid soon in Toronto and I wonder if the owner was like, all right, we got to get Lou out of here or is that my just reaching here? In my mind, they get rid of Lou. I think so, a little bit. Yeah. I think it's being a Leafs fan and whatnot. Oh, Lou, Jesus Christ. I'm a, listen, I'm a good Leafs fan, buddy. I'm not going to sit here and be like, but I, I just think the culture in Toronto now is like, it's so young based. It's, these kids are playing fucking Fortnite on their free time. Like, think right. about that. So with Lou's veteran status, you can't grow beards with half them can anyways, but like <laughs> he's trying to make them professional. Right. So like the NHL is mostly powered by young kids these days, man. It's not right. the, the grizzled fucking veterans no, anymore, you got so a point. it's a different culture, right? You got a point there, because if you look at Lou's teams, especially in Jersey, like look at the guys he had there for a long time, like Brodeur, Holik, Arnott, Clemens. Randy McKay, you know, Ken Danico. These are, he's always had veteran, veteran teams, Presence, right? Man. Huge, right? And which, which they're all, they were back then, they were all older guys from an older system that bought in because they knew Lou was a, a successful guy, right? Yeah. And they he, they were accustomed to lose way or the highway, right? And all these young guys, like, look at me. I was fucking 20, 20 years old, and I was keeping his $20 from his haircut. And, you know, two and a half years later, I wanted to trade. He was like, yeah, you want to trade? All right, well, it's not on your time. Fuck you. See you later. And he made me wait three quarters of a year. I got drafted after the season. You know, Jesus. yeah. So it was. It's just, and he, but he made that's a, crazy. he made a, he made a, he made a stance on that, right? Like he, yeah. And that's why he's he's respected, and that's why he's successful because he he does what he does, right? And, it, and, and he always and has, it's and, it's, and, it's, and it's proven. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the numbers, right? Yeah. But yeah. So my point for Toronto was now it's like the NHL's young powered. All the NHL superstars are yeah. fucking young, right? Yeah. So now if you have him who thinks like that's like Jimbo, right? Mm-hmm. His style of coaching for us <laughs> was crash bodies. We had four fighters. We had, our fourth line was, you know, I was on it, but. Uh, I'd like to say like crash and bang, <laughs> right? But I was in his scenario. I had the yeah. two big wingers that I could just do whatever the fuck I wanted. Right. But 
his his era of coaching was just gone at that time. It was starting to come in. You couldn't fight. It was all puck possession and special teams, and mm-hmm. and he was trying to implement these systems on us. And I just think that might they might have parted ways in Toronto, like because of that. I remember like now the NHL is so young. I remember Lucic one year just being so dominant, and then the next year just another mm-hmm. guy. And I think that year for the World Cup in Toronto, remember like the young yeah. guns. I yeah, think yeah. that was the pivot to the new NHL. Yeah. When seeing McDavid just fly by the Sedines through the neutral zone <laughs> in one fucking stride, you're just like, this is the new NHL. Yeah. And I just remember it was just kind of flipped on Guys cut through like Korea and they don't get hit. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about Stevens because you played with him a yeah. bit. I heard rumors that like when he used to come to practice, he used to like before he would go wake up early, go hunting and like catch a deer, put it on his truck and like go to practice. And, like, <laughs> I've, heard you, I've heard you say this. I've heard on the podcast. <laughs> Did you? I've heard I, you say it. Yeah, did, yeah. did anything like that happen? Stevens, he was a, he was a, he was a huge hunter, huge fisherman huge hunter right so um he did that stuff i don't remember him you know bringing in a fucking moose on the back of his his jimmy right so but um but he did like he would leave practice and he he would go hunting like when we had um our little retreats and our our getaways you know we you could either choose between going golfing or or going fishing he'd go fishing every single time right he was he was that man's man but yeah but he was man he was uh he was a monster he was i think what was he 40 41 the last time i played and he was a like he had like 13 and a half abs like he was <laughs> unbelievable like how well this guy took care of himself at 40 plus and he just he would he'd be one of the first guys on the ice one of the last guys off the ice still at 40 and he'd be crushing weights he'd be eating properly he wouldn't be out boozing all the time and he you saw how he played right he was ferocious he was oh, yeah. he was an animal right so he couldn't play he couldn't play today what, why are you laughing <laughs> He was, he's like, he's an animal. Like <laughs> when I think Scott Stevens, I get scared like, oh, yeah. and I've never even seen the guy other than on my screen. I like think he's of, just, you know what? I think of stone cold Steve Austin for some reason. Every time I think of Scott Stevens, I remember that. I, I remember this, this highlight that whenever they, they show about, um, you know, old time hockey's highlights, you know, when, when Stevens is crushing guys, he's on the bench looking over to the other, over the other bench and going like this. And those, those, those killer eyes just lighten up and it just get every time I see it, it's like, Oh God, I played with him. Right. Like, yeah, oh, with yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So what's it like in practice against a guy like that? Like Stevens, you got the, you know, like guys like even Ken Danko, when, if you yep. were there, when he was yep. there, those guys were like grizzled veteran, intimidating presence. They're hard, man. They hard. Do it, they it, practice as hard. Like they people practice, always say they practice as hard as they can. You could not score on Marty Broder in practice. Really? If you scored on Marty Broder in practice, he'd fucking snap. And if you shot a puck into his net, like if he's focusing on a two-on-one, you're over at the side and you drift the puck in his net, it's going off your head. Goalies hate that. Yeah, especially him, right? But weird he bunch, was, but it separates him yeah. now that he I know that. He was so competitive in practice. Like, he how he pract how he played was exactly how he practiced full out and that's just and I don't know if that was maybe the 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 way that that lose teams did it or is just that the old the older guys used to do it you know what I mean and it's just that's just that's just how they were you know St Louis was a little bit different but um, you know guys were still there were still good guys there right so I find the game back then too is like you know how you see that commercial now they're like what you don't care about anymore I feel <laughs> like today's game like if you're the most skilled player in the world, but you're the softest, you still have a chance to make it. Back then, it was a different game. Like, those, those guys sure. grew up being grinders and having to fucking battle for everything, not being the most skilled guys. Because even for the f- whole, like, first little bit of the NHL's history, yeah. there was skilled guys, but they were very few and far between. Yeah. Right. You know well, what that's mean? what I was going to say about Marty St. Louis, right? Mm-hmm. And I went off on a tangent. My ADD kicked in, sorry. Um, the uh, He was with Calgary, 
and he was in the minors and they ended up they, they, he couldn't make Calgary mm-hmm. goes to Tampa Bay next year score, wins the scoring title yeah like how does like how does that how happen ends up winning the cup yeah the perseverance man yeah. it's mental toughness yeah well that's what it is yeah it's mental toughness right but at the same time like uh, kind of what I'm getting at is that back then you know some of these guys that, that are that are really good players now they they wouldn't have been able to stick around back then like yeah. I remember there was there was a lot of good skilled guys that I played with junior that I thought would, were pretty good players they just they just they just couldn't make it they, they couldn't do like it that. there's a lot of guys that, that were career american league players um you know scoring you know 50 50 goals a year 40 goals a year they just couldn't make the jump because mm-hmm. you know you get that hit you're a little bit afraid to go in the corner and teams saw that and they were like hey, we we can't use you man you, in the playoffs you're going to be a, a, a detriment for us right Think about the A back and then compared to now. Yeah, be like just the junior B league around oh, here. Yeah. In comparison. Oh. yeah, just fight, yeah. fighting oh. for everything. But that's yeah. that was my our point, yeah. I guess. Yeah, basically, yeah. was you had to fight. Yeah. Like you think Scott Stevens got by on skill? No, you know what I mean. Do you think like nobody did back then? Like yeah. even think about Gretzky. He played in a tough ass era. He had protectors. Oh, big time. Yeah. But like he would in today's game. Yeah. I think he would dominate I, and I know and I get pissed off when people try and compare eras yeah. but he, he he sparked me when he said like yeah. some guys wouldn't last mm-hmm. back then and, and that's for a guy for like you to come up in that era as a smaller guy it's it's almost unheard of. You, you, you had to though, right? And that's <laughs> and that's where, where I'm, I remember the people in my corner were saying like, listen, like you you gotta fight anybody and everybody. You get the opportunity, you know. If a, I remember the biggest shit kicking I took was a guy from Edmonton named Scott. You probably wouldn't even know him, Scott Ferguson. Guy was like six five, like two forty five, just a monster. <laughs> and I had a I had a I had, I had a rule where if we were down two goals, I'd fight. And just as soon as we hit we were two nothing, three one, whatever, I'd be like, okay, I gotta go spark the team. I gotta go do something. Yeah. And I was in Jersey, and I was <clears throat> I was skating up the ice, and this guy looked big, hadn't really heard of him, slashed him in the back of the leg, turned around, just dummied me. The side of my face, the back of my or sorry, side of my head, back of my head was just I looked like I, I was a cone head out the side of my head. He just beat the piss out of me, and just like well, I had to do, you had to do it right mm-hmm. back then. You know what I mean? It's just that, that was just a part of hockey. There's so, nothing like that but, now. Yeah, and today, you know what I mean? Not really. No. You, you, Go watch. I know this, this would be tough to do, but go watch a greasy game. If you're at a greasy game, watch the bench. See if the coach in the queue, anything, taps a guy on the shoulder yeah, and says, not gonna, it doesn't happen. Because well, social media is going to blow that shit out of proportion. And mommy no, and daddy no, no, no. from of little Jimmy are going to be upset because you told his son, like, it's a fucking joke these days. Man. It is. I, and I it's tough because one of your tweets, too. It, which one? The one about only in 2018 do we not give captains because oh, we don't want to hurt people's and then feelings. Some, some troller was like, oh, like, smarten up or something it didn't happen he's trying to justify well why else would you not give austin matthews the captain then what, or either either or, one. or why not because you're trying not to hurt the other guy's feeling Fucking right and it's yeah. a joke you know what like <laughs> yeah. hey which guy is a, a better in my opinion it should have been Tavares. and I, I hate the leafs i really don't give a shit if they have <laughs> my opinion it's riley Oh, okay. Well, That's there fair. you go. But you know what I mean. But, you know, but if thing. you're going to give it to same one thing. one guy, if you're going to give it to somebody, then give it to somebody. Don't have like 19 assistant captains. It's a joke. You know, you shouldn't even give a leave. shit, man. Like as a player, like I know there's some guys that like want to be the captain, but I feel like when you're at the pro level, mm. obviously in Toronto, it's a big market. If you're Tavares, you're the face of the goddamn franchise, yeah. anyways. Who wants to be the captain in Toronto, though? Right? That's what I mean. Oh, fuck the shit you're going to have to deal with. Come you on, know? right? Anyways, but yeah. So, um, I want to jump back to Smew a little bit. Yeah. Did you find yourself in a leadership role? As soon as you jumped in that room, because your resume, you had a great hockey resume when you went into that room at St. Mary's, or did it take a month, two, three months in order for you to gain the respect of your teammates? You know, you know what I'm trying to say um, here? I, yeah, I know. You know what? I, I don't know. You'd have to ask um, some of the guys, really. I, I don't know. I just... So... 
to kind of to, to let the light in on this subject a little bit was that when I was even playing the NHL, I, I really didn't like hockey that much. I was forced to play at such a young age, and I'd score a goal, I'd get the shit kicked out of me because I didn't score three. If I scored three, mm-hmm. I got the shit kicked out of me, I didn't I didn't score enough, you know what I mean? So I was I was forced to play, and it made me resent hockey, right? It was Eventually, I became pretty good at it, right? So then it was just like a job that you're stuck in, you know, making good money, like, well, fuck, why would I want to go Just to pizzas? get them to shut up. Yeah, like, you know why would I, mean? I want to go learn how to make pizzas and, yeah. you know, when I can do this and make a lot of money, I guess I'm pretty good at it. Right. So, um, but yeah, so I really, I really didn't like hockey that much. Um, when I came back after, you know, the old, you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Right. So mm-hmm. I was away for almost six years from it and I realized, okay, like I like this shit. Like this is, this is, this is part of me. Right. So, um, the one thing that I, that I, that I told myself that I would do is I'm, when I come back and play, I'm going to have fun, mm-hmm. you know, because I was so, I was so focused and, you know, I didn't never had any girlfriends and I didn't do any off ice, stupid shit. It was just hockey, it's your whole life training, hockey training. And I think that's a big reason why at five eight and a half you know 190 pounds that i i made the nhl in, in the era back then right that fire that you had in you yeah right was, so it was just more i was more focused on everything so but what i what i did when i came to smew i was like okay you know what i'm actually i'm gonna have fun with it this time and then when i went to europe i was like i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna continue this I, I i liked it i had fun with it and usually if you like something you're having fun with it you're gonna do well at it right so i think what reasons. i tried to do with with smew was I, I i tried to be like and i used my background right like i'd made a lot of like prison jokes and stuff like that in the shower and stuff you know it, it kind well, of like if there's ever a place to go from your scenario into a into a <laughs> yeah. society it's a hockey team because those guys automatically and it's sure. gonna sound fuck but oh, that, we are that's fucked. beauty you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like we're like this guy's badass it's not the beauty but it's just like this guy's badass like yeah. now we have something to joke about he's right. light about it now we're good instead yeah. of them being like fuck what like kind of like we were at the beginning that's like what can we say what, you know what i mean right, it's like right. but no you you come in and you're making jokes like that the first couple times people are probably like exactly and that's what happened. Like I, I'd say things that I'd say there. things at school. And this story, man, there's been like you know, yes, Don's or something like that. Yeah. Somebody like that. He he's heard all the stories too, right? Like we'd be sitting down in the library and somebody do something, and I'd be like, hey, fuck, careful! I got my cell phone with me. They're looking at me, going like, <laughs> they're looking at me like wide eyes, like is he serious or like uh, and I'm like I'm just fucking with you okay alright you know is so he fucking with me yeah, yeah. and then I watch him walking away and I'm like just staring at him motherfucker I got you right no seriously but it, you know it took a while for, mm-hmm. for the guys to kind of like like figure out the, the yeah. type of guy I was but I, at every opportunity I could I'd, I'd make a joke about it right but I think um I think I think what ended up happening, especially with Smew, is that um, I think the biggest uh, the biggest advantage that I brought to that team was the fact that me and my story took away from everything else, everybody else, the Rancourts, the Ferguses, the Thorntons, you know, and 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 Ooh. what it did, and the Hothams, and 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 the Conways, and that, and the Virgies, and and what it did was that. Instead of a team focusing on, you know, the power play with Ranny and Thority and Fergie, they're more or less worried about, oh, okay, well, this guy here from the, the whole, every time we played somebody, the story of me and, and my background, and, oh, what's he going to do tonight? Is he going to fucking come out and smear oh. somebody? Is he going to do this? That's more or less on their heads, and they let the other players go around and run. And I've talked to a couple Holy coaches. Shit. You're well, creating space without even actually playing the game. Right. Like Imagine you were at that, that point. Imagine that. Look That's at that. crazy. That's insane. Yeah. I'm creative. Sorry to interrupt, but it just hit I'm me. I'm creative. <laughs> I don't like your hat, by the way. I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. I'm just a Pedroia fan. I'm giving him the kudos at the end of his career. Oh, that's fucking bullshit. Anyways. 
Um, Jays suck too. That's okay. Though. You guys, <laughs> what do you, you guys wear? Just, uh, I, that's oh, his life. So it looks can, like no, right. It's my life. Jagged dream. So can I get it? Can I get a quick? Uh, Talk about that real quick. You we'll come back. Give me some money after, but yeah, yeah I, need I got you. So, so, go so, so I, I met a. I, I was watching the um, uh, the Moncton uh, Bathurst game um, on the weekend. TV? Uh, no, I drove to Moncton. How's the new rink, by the way? Unbelievable. That's all I need to hear. Continue. Unbelievable. Look, looks a little too big. You know, like they could have put a couple more seats in there. You know, kind of. Yeah. It's nice though. Okay. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. Um, so, anyways, I, I met with a with a guy with a kid from from Bathurst before the game. His name's uh, Ethan Crossman, and um, he started this clothing company, Jagged Jagged Journey, and and what it is is um, he's he's trying to say that you know that that everybody everybody's got a story. They got some adversity. Someone's got to you know you gotta you gotta Thank you. you gotta conquer. You gotta you gotta beat something in, in life in order to be successful. You know, he's gone. He talked to me personally about some of the the hoops that he's had to to to, to jump through and some of the mountains he's had to climb and he wanted to talk to me about um you know kind of like my journey and 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 what i've had to go through okay. and you know so i'm gonna you know you know talk with him a little bit and he's gonna put me on on his website a little bit there and kind of just talk about some ups and downs that i've had to go through but basically he started this clothing company um just to, to to honor those those people that um that have had hardships and that have overcome them and have been successful so i told him i'd wear his hat today and uh and give a little pipe like kind of he sounds like our hey, kind of guy that's kind of how we like to right? portray our guests yeah. you know what i mean is the success and the adversity because my example is always nosy our buddy played in europe and he played in australia and yeah, it, yeah. when you tell stories it sounds fucking amazing right but to get there what did it take exactly. financial burden you know yeah, physical something. mental anything right so yeah. that's that's kind of like so basically everybody's got a past awesome. right and that's yeah. and that's kind of the, and we'll come back to, to to the whole smooth thing for sure but everybody's got a past and i saw actually my wife told me um somebody commented on on your instagram thing where it was like oh excited to have mike dance okay. someone was like is someone he, was like oh uh, is he bringing a hitman or something right oh, man, and i, I kind of like, mm. I, I chuckled i chuckled right and she was like fucking somebody 1966 he's old as nuts See, I, was, I was like your nuts. wife that's what i was right? saying but you know what i mean like me me i don't give a shit right i, I won't lie i laughed you, i laughed too i was like <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's not like I haven't heard I that one before, I was going right? to be able to tell you or not, but I laughed. Oh, no, no, that's fine. It's um, I had a chuckle too, right? Like, careful, though. I was didn't, you didn't laugh too hard, did you? Was, no, no. Okay, no. good. I was in my bed uh, trying to think. It was an LOL. <laughs> <laughs> you you know what I mean, right though? But that's the thing, right? Like, like clowns like that, though, they, they're, 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 they're adversity, they're, they're, they're skeletons. It, they haven't been publicized, right? Nobody knows, you know, I'm not going to say well, who knows what the guy's been through, right? But everyone's got a skeleton. Everyone's got something they don't want somebody to hear. It's just my a really big one and everybody knows about it right so when people usually chirp me about stuff like that and i've it's the same thing all the time oh are you gonna fucking hire someone to kill him like but that's like 94 years ago that was funny i'll just do it myself right? now and that's what i usually <laughs> say right? i said no i learned from my lesson i'll do it myself yeah, right they look at me said. and they look at me like <laughs> oh shit he Whoa. Oh, shit, that's for real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not joking. He's not lying. Shit. What do I do? So you'd never reply to that. Like, you saw it. You, did, did, it did it cross your no, mind to say not, something? Just, no. Th that's the, what guy's troll, the guy's trolling, right? He, he, he wants a little bit of feedback. And these guys on Twitter, like, I'll write something out there. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, like, I can... Some guy said, stay in your life. I said something. I think it was that, that Maple Leaf, the, 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 the captain or the assistant yeah. thing there. And the guy said to me, uh, he goes, why don't you stay in your lane? And I was actually driving up to Fredericton at the point at that time and I said well 
what? I'd, I'd stay in, I'd comment about, I was like, I'd stay in my lane if you stop blowing up my Twitter feed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck, leave me alone. But what are you going to say to these guys? Like, they, they want That's a reaction. They want. Like, the, the guy, that guy would never comment. It's because he's a household name, I guess, if you will. So that guy's like, oh, I'm going to chirp, start a fucking uproar. Now I'm going to be the man and everyone's going to follow me. Guy gets a couple me. followers, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's the problem with society too, right? Like, oh, <laughs> like my picture, follow me, do this, man, just be yourself and you don't need mm-hmm. fucking shit like this, right? At the same time, I was like, you know what? A little controversy never hurt, you know? Mm, Maybe absolutely. Catches a hold of this. There you go. You know what I'm saying? If it, it's not hi, hurting me, hi, it's not but, hurting your right? feelings, I don't care. I, yeah, I don't you know give what I mean? shit. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of trolls out there. It doesn't bother me. But getting back to the, um, to the smooth thing, I think that, um, I think that was, that was a big part of it. You know what I mean? I think my whole story, my, my, my background, um, you know, fueled the team in more ways than one. You know, I think, you know, it kind of brought the team together. Um, And I think that, you know, everybody wanted to win, but you know, I think my story was a little little uplifting. So they wanted to to win for them. They wanted to win for me. And it was kind of like a, Hey, you know what we, yeah, it was like a, yeah, you know what? We brought this guy in fuck everybody else yeah. we're gonna do this you know and 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 the other teams were concentrated on me and all the bullshit because you can't say that you know when you played us unb x in the playoffs over and over in thunder bay all those teams you can't say that they not none of those guys on any of the opposing teams didn't think about me or my story before the game their head was was completely off in the clouds and it allowed you know our, our top players to to yeah. win games for us, right? Do you so. think that your discipline in that two seasons, you know, you're on parole, you're not drinking, right. you're focused on studying, do you think that had an effect on the other players on the team? I don't know. I, I think that, I think university hockey is a little different, right? Because I think the majority of the guys, when they get here, they, they kind of pack it in. But that was a mature team. It was it a was mature a team. Mature it was a mature team. team. Veterans, so I'm not yeah, saying yeah. specifically about that team. I'm saying in general that the majority of guys, they pack it in. They come here, they, they keep playing because they want to play. Maybe they got a little glimmer of hope that they're going to go play, you know, in Europe or pro, you know, because there were some guys that jumped from CIS to pro, right? It's actually more it's, common now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah well, because it's good hockey, right? Real good hockey. That's the best, best round. hockey around. For yeah. sure, 100%. So, um, but no. So, it's, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that it, that it had an impact on them because, like, like, you, like you said, right, we had a really mature team, really mature team. A lot of the guys are, you know, were in the NBA program. They, they you know, they're, they're almost out the door, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, but it was fun, though. Hey, St. Mary's was, was a blast, right? And it still is. Right? I remember your first game. Yeah. I was at, in, at the forum when you scored. You batted yeah. the puck in, in front of the net. You yeah. got cleaned. Yeah. I've never been apart, and this, it's given me a weird feeling. I don't know if it's chills or what, but it was the most fucked up thing, man. There was people still screaming at you in hate oh, yeah. there were people crying because you had overcome this shit right. there were people cheering because they were just smew fans and there were right. people that just did not know how to react <laughs> and I, I, I was one of those people because I like I don't at that point you know Facebook wasn't really that big on right. me I liked hockey I just wanted to be at the rink right. and you get a little sniff of the story and you think that's cool I didn't know how to react but the, to look around and the place you sold the place out it on was, your own it was packed man it was insane it was how good packed. did that feel then that was pretty cool you know that was pretty cool dude that was a cool moment that was for pretty me cool. it yeah. was one of those like like I, I, was I remember like, getting to the rink. For you. I remember <laughs> getting to the rink, and when I got to the rink, Castani had made it. Uh, he had made it official that I was gonna. I was gonna play my first game. Mm-hmm. I think it was a Wednesday. I, I'm pretty sure it was a Wednesday game against Acadia. Yeah, it was and the forum, um, yeah. when I got to the forum, um, the, the lineup was already past the doors and around the side so I had to like walk through and I remember there was a dude who was like good luck tonight Mike and I was like okay thanks yeah did anyone chirp you 
No, no. Nobody, well, they're probably afraid, right? Right. I heard it was awful. Awful. I, said, I, I heard yeah. the chirps. <laughs> I remember you were wearing grizzled skates, and and you were the only one wearing a, a four thousand for a helmet, like what the old, I? the old, like just foam. Oh yeah. Inside. Oh, well, I was CCMs. playing. The boys yeah, were chir- especially. Uh, <laughs> what was that clown from Acadia Graham? Um, he, he was a, he was I had I actually headbutted him. He's in probably the, listening. In the play, oh, probably. Well, yeah, he <laughs> probably goes. Probably his comprehension is so low. He probably doesn't understand what's going on there. Giver. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I uh, I remember he used to chirp me. Uh, he was on he was sitting on the bench. It's pretty funny. A guy chirped me when he's on the bench. But anyways, he chirped me about my skates because I wore graphs, right? He's like, oh, when they when when's the last time you had skates uh, before prison? I fucking buy those in fucking two thousand three. Dance what the fuck? And what are you gonna say to a guy like that, right? Right? Like yeah. his head's the size of like four footballs, right? I bet there's guys that whenever you played against them, like if they're taking the bus to an away game or whatever, and they know they're playing against you, I bet there's guys at home that are thinking of chirps towards you. I guarantee it. You see, this is one of the guys right here. I guarantee there's guys coming up with it's jokes. It's easier almost. now, man. You what? just go on someone's Facebook, and then you got you got fucking material for the next right. yeah, 10 weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, fuck, I had a great question. I forgot it, though. Um, I'm going to touch on the SMU thing right quick yep. while we're still there. Okay, I got um, You guys end up winning nationals. Yep. Um, you say that that kind of deferred everyone's attention away from, you know, the, them doing their thing and being successful because right. it was your story kind of thing. Right. But at the same time, they accepted you and made it so that you came. So at that point... you any good team that wins says it's unity it's a brotherhood right so at that point you're their little brother right and now people are trying to ruin that right so now they're going to do everything in their power to shut everybody up and win so that you guys all can just overcome this you know exactly. what i mean that's yep. how the good teams get through yep. if you guys weren't brothers you wouldn't have won right no one would have gave a shit yeah right yeah no you're right and and, and steiny always used to say it too he, he'd say like listen whether we win or lose it's it's gonna be dance's fault you know, like he, but he, but you know, and that's, it's that's true. the way that he looked at it, right? If, if, if we win, it's because Mike Dan came to the team. If we lost, it's because Mike Dan came to the team. He wasn't good enough or you he broke up the chemistry. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Right. Luckily, but it, personality like you do. And yeah. that doesn't hurt you. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think he knew that too. Right. Cause after living with him and stuff, you know, and I'm an older guy that not too much, you know, I've had some pretty hardcore coaches, right? Like Pat Burns. I had Joel Quenville. Right. So I had a couple junior wow. coaches like Burt Templeton and Bill Stewart. I had a couple, I had, I had a few coaches that, that were, you know, fucking throwing garbage cans sticks and you know hitting players and shit like yeah. i grew up in an era it was just completely so offside man. right different. so not too much you know like i signy never said anything to me that kind of got me pissed off or anything like that just like oh, i've i've heard it before man you know whatever so i want to talk about the <coughs> academic side when you went to smu and almost like the mental toughness like when you're on campus you must feel the eyes first day on campus you oh, must yeah. feel them for you sure yeah well I've, I've told stories before where, where I've, I've walked like walking through the atrium or, or the library or whatnot and you have people you know not just giving you the, the double look but they're like like three and four and like and then they're following you and they're is that the guy that's, that's and it's everyone and they're pointing right? yeah but then year old girls it's, yeah it's, right you know, yeah well, that, was, that yeah. wasn't too bad back then yeah, like, um, yeah, and, uh, yeah. oh yeah props yeah, too right yeah. props too right yeah. but too yeah no it, you know what I can say though is that after like the first I think it was like a two three week period um, once I started like and I'm, I'm a pretty social person. Like, you know, Don, I met Don's at school, right? So, and Don's can attest to this, that, you know, I... I was pretty social with with the guys, the girls, the the athletes. The first years, the four, fourth and fifth years, it, it didn't. It really didn't matter. So I think after a couple of weeks, when everybody realized, okay, like this guy is not gonna like punch somebody in the throat or stab them in the neck or something like that. Yes, this he's guy's actually, not who they portray. Yeah, he's actually you know an okay guy and he's actually pretty funny and and you know he chirps himself. So okay, I I guess it's cool, right? And then it just I just became like a normal dude there, right? The eyes kind of stopped and it was more or less. 
less people like talking and don't you think that didn't stuff. have anything to do with hockey though as well yeah maybe a little bit yeah were, were you an academic guy before you went in the clink or when you came out because everyone was saying you had great grades like, I, had, I, had I, was grades. Like, I, I just thought of myself <laughs> selfishly i was like if i came out of that state and had to go to school it could be re- yeah. and knowing people were talking about me <laughs> thinking about me i don't know my, my head sp- i guess i was really young 20 years old how did you find that mental toughness just to say okay i'm focusing on school and hockey well i had to right so it's 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 kind of it's 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 a little it's i was in a little different situation right so i'm i wasn't 18 19 coming in there right so i was a little bit more mature 29 coming to school um and i experiences yeah a few few couple more life experiences Mm -hmm. right you know um but when when I was in jail, I, I, I realized that I'm, I'm probably not going to play hockey again. Oh, really? I thought th- that. I never knew when I was going to get out, right? I feel like that's a, that place, if there's ever a place to be punched in the face with reality, it's in there. Yeah, and that's what I had to do, right? I had, I had to grow up in there, right? I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But um, what what I had to do is that I, I, I had to realize that I possibly might not play hockey again. I need to do something, right? So I started taking classes um, from Queen's University uh, while I was in jail so i'd already made it made a made it a, a focal point that that i was going to take education on to the next level and, and try to and try to you know figure out my life from there right so when i went to school it was just a, when i came to smooth sorry I, I immersed myself in in the education, right? Because Steiny, one of Steiny's rules was that you know I wasn't able to practice or, or play until I got I got caught up. And I think that's that might even be like a university rule, like CIS mm-hmm. rule or something like that. Like you can't be like behind on grades or yeah, some shit like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So when I got there, I got there a little late. Maybe I think it was like two or three weeks late, and um, I had to you know make up for 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 lost time with with regards to to tests and stuff like that. So once I did, then I could start practicing with the team, and I was in atrocious shape, right? So. Um, but anyways, beside the point, um, I, I just, I, I made it, I made it a point that, okay, if this is what I'm going to do, I've always been the type where if I'm going to do something, I'm, I'm going to do it. It's, it's, I'm, All you know, in. I'm not going to pussyfoot around it. I'm going to, I'm just going to do it. So and that's what I did. You know, I'd I went to, to school, huh? I'd have yeah, to agree. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I just, I, I, I did it and, and I, and I did it really well. Right. So I, I, I focused on school and I, you know, what? maybe a lot of people didn't know either too is that i did for the majority like 75 80 percent of my schooling while i was playing hockey overseas right and while i was having a family while i was living overseas so i took all those classes online when i came back i'd have to take classes in the summertime right so and i didn't get a scholarship i paid for all my education myself right so i was the one that came here and i, I had to pay for all my stuff too right so that was it's it's funny that you mentioned that because when I originally when we originally pitched the idea of, of trying to get you on as a guest, we kind of talked about what we would talk about, and mm-hmm. I know I said earlier to you that you know your story is your story. Most people know that, but it's being able to, I guess, bounce back from that, and that's the craziest craziest part about it is you did your I knew you did your schooling because I, I, I read it somewhere but to be able to do that like most people can't do school while they're there right and for you to get out of that lifestyle where you easily could have just went south right you know what I mean by for being sure, yeah. in there right you put yourself back into the schooling system mm-hmm. first of all society mm-hmm. and then back into hockey and you succeeded all these things that and then but off the beginning I think my point was off the beginning of all that is once you become a regular guy 
it's no longer a second chance in those people's eyes. You're just you now. Right. Right. So now you yourself personally, the confidence must have been just, yeah, I mean, through the anything. roof to, to go do this. Yeah. You can conquer anything, I guess. Right. Sorry. I was stumbling yeah. upon my words there, but. Well, that, and that's exactly what it is. Right. And that's kind of what I've, what I've, I've hit a, I've hit a, a few roadblocks even since I've been out. Right. Just kind of, you know, people not giving you an opportunity and, you know, always, you know, you're going to, it doesn't matter how mentally strong you are. You know what I mean? You get kicked in the nuts enough times, mm-hmm. then, you know, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. Right. That's so, nice. yeah, and, that, and that's life. Right. And it sucks. Right. Like I've been going through, you know, uh, I went through something when my, when my, when my oldest uh, started hockey last year, um, you know, some, some clown parent didn't like the fact that I was on the ice because I had, you know, gone to jail and it was like, well, fuck, I tried to have somebody killed. I didn't molest a kid or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean, like big difference, it's a huge difference. Yeah. Right. So, you know, the, the, the organization where my, where my son's associated with, they had no problems with it. They said, Hey, you know, we, we know this and that. And right. So I had to jump through some hoops, which which made the, 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 the fact that I was, I was coaching in Valley last year a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to jump through hoops there too, because I wasn't allowed to go on the bench or go on the ice there too. Right. So this became like a six or eight week ordeal that, you know, everybody had known what I, what I did. Everybody had known my history. Um, but no one knew the good yet just because of, 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 of one set of parents at the IP level. What does that mean? IP level? Five-year-olds. Yeah. Like, a like introduction. Timbits. I think yeah, it's called in- introductory program. Yeah, right? Timbits anymore? Well, that's, that's Timbits. Yeah. Well, it's not called Timbits. It's called IP, timbits. right? They don't want to generalize the kids yeah. anymore. Right. Yeah. You know, they might, yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> timbits are kind of small. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's true though. In 2018 though, right? No, so but true. it's, um, they, um, you know, these, 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 these parents, they, they, they just didn't like the fact that, that I had a criminal record and I had to go through my criminal checks and that I don't have a criminal record in Canada. I, I don't, my criminal records in the U S. So when oh, it came yeah. back clean, they, it. when it came back clean, they said, well, we know he's, he's, he's been in, he's been in jail. Like cool. everybody knows that. And they're like, well, okay, we'll make him do an international criminal check. Right. So then what ended up happening is that when they came to me and asked me that, I said, well, yeah, sure. I'll do that. No problem. But are you going to get the other nine or 10 parents on the ice to do that? And the organization said, nice. well, no, um, because like we, we don't know what they've done. And I said, what? What is that? Uh, exactly my point. You know what I've done has nothing to do with kids. So you want me to do an international criminal check, but you don't know what the other parents have done. Well, they, and they quickly were like, well, we know that you have done something. So we have to get this, this criminal check because it'll show oh, your criminal okay. background. Okay, and I said, it doesn't matter. Yes. You don't know if these other parents on the ice are child molesters or not. So they could have, you know, had a sex crime in Venezuela or the United States. Yeah, it's just the same, no. right? So if whatever you're going to get me to do, you're going to have to get them to do. So then they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to ruffle any feathers. So I had to, I had to jump you, through man. a couple little yeah, hoops. And anyways, it's just, but that's what I'm talking about, right? Like it's consistently and, you know, and it's whenever something comes up in the, in the media, this is why I've turned interviews like this down and, you know, not just with, with, with you guys, but, you know, like Sports Illustrated other stuff in the, in the past mm-hmm. they just bring up a whole bunch of shit like you said before you know that, that's already been talked about they yeah. focus on fuck what happened is. well fuck you know let's find you know a hundred people dig through their closets and let's talk about their skeletons for 25 years i'm sure they're going to get kind of pissed off too right how about we talk about the stuff that's gone on after the fact the fact that i've started a family i had academic all canadian i you know i graduated with honors from smu i'm doing a master's degree oh, I've you, been run a hockey fo- school. you know what i mean like you run a hockey academy you're open you're about your issues and you overcome them like that's, that's right that's and a, i'm a fucking beauty made to begin point, with man. right so <laughs> right. like yeah. fucking you're not a mutant right? to quit. 
you. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Though, but that's what I'm talking about, yeah. though, and that's the kind of stuff that you know. And I hit it. You know, I, I've, I've hit it when I'm when I'm going to UNB. You know, a, a couple weeks ago, there was some some um, some organizations or some teams that didn't want me, you know, being their mental skills coach because of my past, and they didn't think that I was going to be a good fit. But you're the most like, dude. If you appropriate if was, uh, to be the right, and that's the thing, right? Like, hey, who would you want your kid to learn? Someone who's how to be successful and be mentally tough and how to be you know uh, have their shit together on and off the ice rather other than a guy that has played in the NHL has gone to prison has overcome all these obstacles played hockey again at the professional level got his education got his shit together like who else would you want to yeah. tell your kid Thank you, very you much. shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that and you should keep doing this so a hypothetical you know? person or a real life really right yeah, yeah yeah so yeah I guess and like I said to you before the podcast man like Obviously, the story in my mind is is obviously intriguing, but like, who, who gives a shit? I, I was going to bring up you doing your online courses and getting your masters while right. you were playing hockey overseas. Right. Anybody who's listening right now that's either gone to university right. or played hockey overseas knows how much of a grind either one of those are on their own. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah. But I've had enough guests on here. Yeah. And we've had enough guests on here that I can kind of. And I did that while being married and having kids as well. That's you what, what I mean. mean. So was, and not pumping my chest out, right? It's just you know well, everybody. You, should you be can proud deal to with say that shit. Oh, for sure, I'm proud, right? But everybody can deal with. Um, everybody has their 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 amount of, of, of gusto they can deal with. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think I can deal with a with a hell of a lot of shit because not only did I, like you said, finish my education, you know, have a family, played pro hockey, but then I've had to deal with all the negativity from that as well. And that's right? not like I'm trying to that's, make it. like yeah. that you gotta just so that's that. why when you were telling the valley story it pissed me off because this is after all that right so this is and like you said check everybody else if you check me yep. I, I don't want to get into mine right you know what I mean just because I know yours because you right. played in the NHL that's right. literally oh old, yeah and that's, much, you know what I mean you know, but then, and that's and I think you asked me 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 earlier on on you know like like how do you deal with it and like honestly I just don't give a fuck yeah. I don't care you're gonna say something about me. Have you read I that don't book? Give a shit. The Which Art one? of Not Giving a Fuck? No. He wrote it. <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I don't though, right? And like my, my wife says to me sometimes, she's like, like, how does this not get to you? I'm like, who who's the guy that said it? She's like, I don't know. I said exactly. And who gives a shit? In my who mind, it's shit? like the That's people the- that are trying to get at you, are, is they want a reaction out of you. Like you've right. gone through, you've gone through, I've gone through enough guys right. where you're getting yapped at all the time that the minute you give back, they stop because that's what they wanted. So when you just like smile at guys, especially you with no teeth, <laughs> you smile at guys when they're chirping you, like right. when it doesn't irritate that person, like mm. when I chirp people and you don't react, mm. it's, it becomes no longer fun for me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, so that's what a success. mutant is. Just <laughs> anything in like business, yeah. relationship, just not giving a fuck about the thought and the negativity. Mm-hmm. I, think my, I think my wife might disagree with you on no, that. Yeah. I would not give it a fuck. I oh think yeah, that's yes. true. I'm single. Are you listening to me? <laughs> just ignore Are you fucking you kidding me? Totally Lucy, <laughs> but there's different not giving a fuck. Yeah. Right. No, not for giving sure. a shit yeah, what yeah. people think for and sure. then they're just not And that's what it is, right? And yeah. it's it's like, so people have said to me before, like, how does that not piss you off when people say this or like, I've, I've, I've read things that, you know, all this guy, I've read Facebook comments and, and, and other shit and people, I've read newspaper stuff and heard people say things on video like about me and it's just completely incorrect and it's like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie it's not that I, I it's not that it doesn't get to me it's just like listen if I sit down and I tell you guys my life story and at the end of it you're like dance 
I think you're a fucking idiot. Be like, okay, man. That's like, that's, 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 at least you've listened that to what, back. but if you're sitting there and you, and you're like, and you say, Hey, we're going to have dance on today. Like, Oh, who's that guy? Oh yeah. Well, guy went to jail and guy did this guy. did. Oh, okay. Must be a fucking idiot then. And then yeah. you get me on. You're like, Oh yeah. So you're an idiot. You ruined your career and you did this and you did. Well, yeah, I am. But fuck, do you know anything like yeah. why it that's happened? The same you know brush, what? Right? Exactly. You know what I mean? So it basically like it kind of, what it comes down to me is that if it, it if you don't know what's actually gone on, if you're just reading some Wikipedia shit and you're trying to make your own assumption without knowing the facts and then you're chirping me, I got an issue with that. Like, shut your mouth, yeah. learn the facts, read a book, read some, read some, some material, read some court documents. Then if you still feel the same way, man, I don't give a shit. There, that's your opinion. Man. I went back to his you original know? point too about not knowing everyone's story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Has Hollywood ever approached you? I've had um, I've had some publication companies and some production companies contact me about books and and movies and and, and miniseries and that, but it's just uh, I'm I'm in a position in my life where a couple of years ago I was in a position where I'm I'm, I'm trying to get into the pro game. I, I've got some 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 How rods in the water. I'm tr- I've got some rods in the water, you know that that Ooh. are that I'm that I'm just letting you know the bobbers kind of pop up and down. Not pushing. Um, and I and I don't want to have anything affect where I want to go. Mm, that's fair. Um, the other thing is too is there's been two books written about me, right? Mm-hmm. And I've had no say in either of them. Um, and when I looked into this a couple of years ago, I almost no, I wouldn't say a couple. It was maybe about five or six. Now I looked into this company that that approached me for writing a book um there's a son of sam law right so i can't profit from my own crime so i can't write a book about i can't make an autobiography about you know something about like the victims and stuff like that like the victims and you know some 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 law like that right but but some other clown can write a book about me and make money off me with no fat and doesn't even ask me about anything right i I find that kind of messed up but at the same time you know to answer your question yes but i i'm i'm sure I'll, i'll end up doing something um just just not at this point especially my oldest right he's six right so there's gonna be a time in the next couple of years where you know mm-hmm. he's gonna have to be told like what's going on and stuff like this before about that for sure yeah we've we've talked about this my, my wife and i have talked about this quite a bit actually the last year because you know kids are in school these days they're gonna find out who you are and be like oh yeah well your dad Bums. went to jail right then he's gonna come to me and i don't want him to find out from 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 somebody at school Absolutely. i want to be able to tell him yeah. but i also want to be able to tell him i don't want to be able to tell him a little bit where he doesn't understand he has has questions i want him to be old enough where he can understand that hey you know what my dad's a good guy he made a big mistake look what he's done after this yeah. and you know what just kind of tell it to him like everybody can make mistakes yeah. it's how you learn from them and how you move on from them that, that that makes a difference and i want him to be a little bit older to where where he can yeah. understand that a little bit of advice when you do drop the news on him take yeah. him to dairy queen or like McDonald's <laughs> right or whenever I, my whatever he loves whatever yeah whatever oh, my parents bits, had to give him bad and dairy news, queen for him take him somewhere bits. where he's going to take him to atlantic playland just take him somewhere so as soon as he hears the news, he's oh, like, yeah. "All right, well, can I go on the slide?" Like, right, you know, exactly. just take oh, yeah. him. For sure, that's for the key you. to it. Oh yeah, for sure. I think I would much rather have a dad. I mean, that lived through shit than, and you oh, know yeah. that. And at the same time, like if someone, I feel like just he kids pick things up whether they know it or not I just realized that as I got older right. you pick things up from like your childhood that you wouldn't believe so I'm sure he's going to hear some things right. and he may have already who knows because the hockey world is a pretty tight community right, right. so but it's just like I don't I don't think 
that that's going to be a factor. I, I don't know. I don't know you that well, right. but I, th- I think the fact that you overcame what you have, it's like a Theron Flurry type thing, right? Like right. now he's an advocate for helping people that do that. So that's what you're doing is you're making right. it, you're not making it open because you want to profit or benefit from it. It's because right. you want to make sure that other people don't make the same mistake. Exactly. You and that's the thing, right? Like I find like the re- big reason why I got into to psychology and sports psych eventually here mm-hmm. is because I think I've been blessed with, with a very useful set of tools that, you know, I can be looked at as a guy that has succeeded on and off the ice, but has also, you know, crumbled on and off the ice. Right. So I want to be able to, to, to let players know that, Hey, here's these, these, these triggers that, that I can recognize and I can teach somebody else to recognize. And when you get there, you gotta, you gotta take the right turn instead of going the left turn, because if you take the left turn, you're going to spend six years in the cinema or you might die or something else detrimental yeah. could happen. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you turn right on the road, then, you know, some good things are going to happen. You're going to be able to, you know, get your education, yeah. play pro a little bit longer, you know, have a great family and just go on it that way. Right? And they're like, what are they going to call you on bullshit? Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing, right? And that's where I'm coming can't. back where I'm trying to like work with people and, mm-hmm. they're, and they're saying, well, you're not a good fit. And like, motherfucker, you have a I'm hockey camp fit, now? Right? Like, yeah. if I have kids anytime soon, they'll be going to his hockey camp. Right. Go well, learn from this guy. You teach know? him how to stick kids and fight. And yeah, well, he already know that, that from right? me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I won't have to send him. Um, I want to. I, uh, oh, no, I got a question. I yeah, I'm waiting for you. Hit me. Relationships that you made inside the clink. Right. Should I call it the clink or jail? Just call it whatever you want. It's your show, buddy. I don't know what sounds cooler. Clink. Clink's cooler. Gray Bar Hotel, Sinbin. Here we go. See? Right? I don't... If you ever want to come back on, if you want to co-host, you got all three of us. You can come right back anytime. <laughs> I feel like we could be doing this for another hour, and we, we won't could, even. We, we got a time limit. Do we have a time limit? Man, we could do for three hours if you well, want. Well, let's, let's let's roll it. Or uh, you got to like go upstairs and for for. Well, I got to be show. I got to be in bed in an hour and a half. But other than that, we're good to go. Um, relationships that you made, like I think everyone talks about that you went to jail, but no one talks what you did in jail, like. Mm. Oddly enough, I weirdly, I have a fascination with jail. I want to go to jail for like one day. I just wanted to see what it's like in there. I, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm too small for jail. I know. <laughs> I just want to see what it's like. But yeah, relationships that you made. Did you have any cool cellmates? Did you make a relationship like with some some of the guards? Um, did you ever work in the kitchen? Did you read a certain book? Like what what did you do? You ever try uh, and break up? What do you do? <laughs> yeah, man, I thought of it, man. That, did you? When I when I first got, I had a rough first. First of all. Probably the best stories of my entire life all come from jail. Unreal. Uh, That's what Ricky they're says just, too. they're just, uh, who? Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I've, 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 I've seen, I've seen a lot, man. In five and a half years, especially like five of them being in the U.S. There's some pretty fucked up people in the U.S. jail system, right? But there's some pretty solid people at the same time, right? Um, but yeah, my first three weeks were, were were pretty rough, and and I've talked about I've talked about this 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 enough times. But you guys have probably heard that um, I I contemplated you know trying to break out. You know, I contemplated trying to pay the guards because back then I still had some money before my lawyers fucking sucked me dry, right? So I was contemplating on talking to these guards. I sniffed a couple of them out, and you know, it's just I was in California when I got arrested and stuff, and they had to bring me back to Missouri, right? But. Um, but I, 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 I tried to hang myself. I think it was about three weeks in and they gave you these towels, right? So I had, I made a noose with a towel. I ripped the towels and a bunch of little shards and then I tied a noose and I tied to the top of the bunk bed and I jumped down. I, I just, and it's the way, and it, this is, it's funny, right? Cause I said that I didn't, I didn't enjoy hockey back then. Right. But at the same time, that was my entity, right? I was a hockey player. That's mm-hmm. all I knew. Right. So with me being in jail, my lawyers are telling me, yeah, you're probably going to do like between seven and 24 years. And I'm thinking 20, 24, I'm, I'm 20, I'm 24 now. 
I'm going to be 48. I'm not going to be married. I'm not going to have kids. I'm not going to have money. I'm not going to be a hockey player. Nothing. What am I going to do when I come out of jail at almost 50 years old? Even if it's seven years, I said, I'm not going to play hockey again, right? So I, that's all I knew, right? So I figured my life was over because I thought that a ga- my gateway to, to a wife and kids and success and money was through hockey. And if like I didn't any, have that, Canadian kid. yeah, and I, if I didn't have that, then, then fuck it, right? So I, I tried to hang myself and unfortunately or not unfortunately fortunately um the towel the towel the towel broke it snapped in half as i as i jumped off the bunk bed right i just sat there and i i weeped like a like, like a little baby and i was just it was kind of like it was more or less i can't believe i did that like a reflection of i can't believe i did that and wow how fortunate am i to still be here I got a lot of shit that I need to fix. Did you take right? that as a sign? hundred percent. And I, I've said that time and time again, right? That it's, it was definite sign. And I, I made a promise to myself, Kate, that's, I'm never going to do that again. No matter that was my lowest of the lows right there. I had right. I had nothing. And I, I didn't think I was going to have anything. I, and I, and I, I reflected on that quite a bit since I've been out. Cause as I, I've had ups and downs too, since I've been out and I'm like, you know what? It still in, isn't as bad as it was back then. And I tried to kill myself then. Right. So keep trucking, keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And that's really like my life story, right? So just just keep on trucking type of thing, right? But some of the I love it. Some yeah, right? Fuck, I love who, it, man. Who doesn't, right? Like you watch those movies like Rudy and shit like that. Like everybody loves those 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 movies. Like remember the Titans, Dude, those the underdogs, triumph story, the success stories, right? Like, and that's and that's the everyone thing, loves right? Hundred yeah. percent, they do. Right? And even so. the best part was like if you if it was a movie, everyone would be fucking cursing you for what you did. And then oh, by yeah. the end of the movie, they'd be like, man, right? I want to meet Dan. They're like, right? I fucking walking out with guy, Woody like, and shit like that. <laughs> How did he survive all? Because that's crazy shit. You just told that story and like that's that's some some of the realest shit I've ever heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, but yeah. but to be was. able to, like you said, come out, you're running a hockey camp, you got kids, like I'll keep reiterating it because my main point is doesn't matter what happens. Mm-hmm. You do have another chance, right? Some yeah, people obviously you don't get another chance, but if you get your second chance, fucking take and the, it the, and, and the, the hard part about that too is, well, though, is that even when you get a second chance it's still hard to get a second chance with with the majority of people right mm-hmm. like SMU opened their doors to me right yeah. UNB's opened their doors to me right there, there's a couple groups that I'm that I'm working with that have opened their doors to me right but I've had a lot of doors slammed in my face just because they don't want to be associated with me and I just and, and I and I, I get it so on right. one hand I get it. it's like okay I get it you don't want to mess up your 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 image of your business or your your hockey team or, or anything yeah. right yeah. like you don't want to be that person that gave dance a chance and maybe he does something to fuck that up and people are going well why did you do that type of thing so yeah. i get that hmm. but then what i don't get is looking at it from the other le- in the other lens saying like look at what my players or my school or my kids could could learn from a guy like this yeah. you know like it's just a continuous successful you know, human being that fucks up still from time to time, but still keeps pushing on forward mm. and, 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 and has, has made a, the it, best of a second chance. It's right? a brick by brick story. For sure. Don't you think is. that people aren't listening or aren't going to listen to this with that in, in their heads? You know what I mean? I'm hoping so. And right? that's yeah. the biggest thing for is So getting back to, jail, yeah. back to jail. Back to jail. Yeah. Well, not, I'm not going back to jail. <laughs> I know. <bro. laughs> going back to the jail story. If right? you ever do go, let me know. I'll come and just like, for one, not if you do go, like if you go for a day to visit or right. something, let me know. <laughs> He's I'll like, he's got one call. He's like, fuck, yeah. I need to call Belly. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. there we go. Hey, just wait, I got to call. Hold on, I got to get the back. podcast going. Hold on. So we got dance here in jail. We're doing a six to niner. We could do a behind yeah. the button for that. Like if you go, we'll get, dudes the to, we'll get dudes to film and you and me will go and right. say hi yeah. to your friends or something. There we go. Okay. okay. Anywhere near there. Yeah. Set. Friends. I want to know like friends. Like if you made any friends in there. I have. Yeah. I'm not going to say that. I've, I've, I've kept in contact with uh, one, two, 
three, four, four, four guys cool. from 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 there, and. Cool. Um, Various various crimes is just you know what, there there you know one guy's a, a big ass black dude that I taught how to play floor hockey what a had no and man he was a vicious defender because he's just <laughs> swinging his stick around Pump like right checking you from the other end oh man well because we had a tournament I was in I was in Minnesota right I was doing time up in Sandstone up in northern Minnesota and and a lot of, a lot of like hockey loving you know white dudes up there that sold a lot of drugs were were up in northern Minnesota and they put this hockey this hockey uh, tournament together and it was talked about for a couple weeks and they were like uh i remember the day they were like because we used to have um hockey every saturday and sunday on oh, the weekends for hockey for like for, oh i loved it right how did you keep in your sayings was it like captain or like i think exactly you, yeah yeah captain? no no we let the other guys do that so stuff, you right? always went first overall yeah <laughs> you know yeah i usually got stuck with the shit with the with, with no i wouldn't say the shitty guys i usually got stuck with the guys that weren't as good did right because they just round assumed, in jail, right? I, a lot earlier than <laughs> yeah, i was i was like an early second rounder right <laughs> Um, no. So anyway, so because we used to we used to play for every three for three hours every Saturday and Sunday. So the boys the boys got together um, a, a floor hockey tournament, and they didn't tell me about it. So they went and picked their teams. They submitted their teams to 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 the recreation department, right? And then I'm noticing this shit, and I had like three days to put a team together, and they're all laughing because they they took all the guys, they took all the regular hockey playing guys, right? Yeah. So you know, I went around to you know not trying to you know be be racist or segregate or anything like that, but I went to around around to like a lot of the white dudes that you know were interested in hockey. Hey, do you want to play? Like, man, I don't know how to play. I don't know this. I don't know that. So I had a team filled with 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 black dudes and Mexicans. I'm just picturing the longest yard right now. Me too. Man, it was unbelievable. So the Mexicans, not to stereotype in any way but it's just these two Mexicans I had on my team they just ran around like they had non-stop energy like they just zing 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 had no idea how to play and I had to teach like money ball right right well and I had to teach my I had to teach my buddy um, the big black dude uh, I'd teach Freddie how um, I'd teach Freddie how to uh, how to play defense right and man he was like so what do I do when they come get it's like man just take your stick and you just active stick you know like don't let him but his active stick he was like jumping left to right and Freddie, he's a big dude. Now I'm thinking of Bubba Gump from Forrest Gump. No, no, no. In fit, big dude. Big. So he's he was like probably Freddie's like six three, six four, but he's like two sixty, two sixty five. Just a monster, bicep size of your head. So he's jumping from left to right with a stick, moving like this. Nobody wanted to come near him. Quick question: right? What kind yeah. of sticks are you using? Uh, so yeah, like aluminum, aluminum shafts with like plastic blades, right? Uh, yeah, kind of shitty, but me, we made it work, right? So anyways, but anyway, so long story short, we we ended up winning the tournament, right? So I got the last laugh with all those guys, but um. <laughs> Yeah, they stuck me with uh, with a with a with a multinational. Was uh, Freddie Con Smythe or what? Man, Freddie, no, Freddie won the what's what's the defensive war? Selkie. I think so. Yeah, so Frank, the Selkie J. Selkie Frank, Frank J. Selkie. Yeah, he won the Selkie for sure. Yeah, Who, uh, plus minus was okay. unreal. Now I'm picturing. I keep going back to Chiller Park yeah. Boys, and I'm sorry, but I keep picturing Ricky's getting kicked out. Jay's like, let me back in. It's the fucking hockey tournament, and they do a cut, and it cuts over to the goalie, right. and he's got like the milk, the milk jug as a mask. Right. He's got like a one of the trays as his locker and his pads. Yeah. No, and the goalies. Like, no, we we had we had equipment. We had proper equipment. Right? In Minnesota, they, no doubt. Yeah, Minnesota for sure. Right? Yeah, but no, I, I keep in contact with with uh, with 
three or four, four of the guys. Pretty sure it's four of the guys. Yeah, I'm not trying to think of the moment. People right can't now, knock you for that because you came out of there and you're a good person. You know what so. I mean? And that's the thing, right? It's not like I'm I'm you know cohorting any uh, any any crimes with these guys or anything like that. But it's just you know they were solid dudes. We kept in contact and and, and and that's that, right? You get so. a roommate, you learn a lot about living together. Well, yeah, too. Know? And and in there in jail too, they 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 don't like to put you know whites with blacks, you know Dominicans oh, with with whites and stuff like that. They if you're in a cell, you're in with a white dude, right? So that's kind of that's kind of how it is and um i spent a lot of my time um i don't know if you guys know this but so i spent 65 months in jail and 22 of them were in solitary confinement in the u.s can you explain what that means again? oh man okay so solitary confinement is um you open up a cell um cell door you're in there there's a bunk bed there's a, the, the rooms of maybe eight feet by six feet Maybe ten feet by eight feet. It's like from me to the wall. From me to the wall. From me to so the ceilings yeah. are usually what eight feet, I think. Yeah, like eight feet. That's fair. So I, I would be like maybe eight by six, I think, or maybe ten by eight. Okay. Ten by eight maximum, but you know, six by eight is pretty. Pretty. And then from me to dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So no bigger. Far. So it, it's eight feet long by six feet wide that's by probably by about twelve feet high. Mm-hmm. 12 feet high so eight feet by six wide right so basically if you're standing in the room you you, you outstretch your arms you're you can you can touch both they don't walls. call it confinement for no reason right? yeah <laughs> so you walk in excuse me you walk in and usually to the right there's like a a sink toilet combo you mm-hmm. know those silver sink toilet combos to the right you got your bunk bed and then on the left hand side you have like a little writing table some places they have a window some places you don't and that's it that's all you got and how long are you in that cell for the day 24 hours oh you, you don't stay in there at, all, at all, all times you don't get to go outside some now some now some places they have a rule where you can have an hour of, of free time a day of, of out time and if if you're in there like if they want to f- fuck you over they'll let your free time be at like four in the morning they'll come knock on your cell in the winter time be like hey listen your hour is nine go on out to the yard and your yard is a caged in fence everywhere in 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 so the you know in the summertime the sun can get you in the wintertime the cold and snow can get you so if you want to go out at four o'clock in the morning when you've gone to sleep at 11 o'clock in the blistering cold then there's your hour right but if you don't want to go i never went you're in there all day that's it that's the thing it. is uh, it's we're sympathizing with them but at the time it's like nobody else will you know what i mean it's just like oh too bad you have to go stand in the cold when you're in solitary confinement you know what i mean so then they let you (laughs) they let you shower like once every four or five days that's not i'm okay with that (laughs) well especially not doing anything right but but yeah i just i I read a lot man that's where i i i I started writing Oh yeah, I, I I it was. I resort to writing a lot if a I'm lot like of, feeling down, which isn't often. Well, you but said, yeah, you said you went to school in there, right? So right. Did well, you that's work in the cell? see, not in, not in there, not at that point. I, I wasn't I wasn't at that point, but um, a lot. I got a lot of like I would guess I'd say fan mail. A lot of people used to really? write me. Yeah, a lot of people used to write me. Um, that's and good it kept, for the hope, anyway. Yeah, you and know? it kept you it kept you busy, right? So mm-hmm. it worked on my writing skills and all that, but it, it kind of kept you. So you so you've Sharp. got like these 25, 30 different relationships going on, and you know you're hearing about other people's lives and. You know their kids and stuff like that it's going back and forth and it's pretty interesting i got a question yeah did you ever see the picture of that guy wearing uh the orange jail suit with your name your name bar on the back I did, did you I see did. that that was what? in the in st louis right yeah man i threw that up on my up on my yeah up on my Twitter i seen it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and somebody somebody sent it to me what do i go mike in jail jersey <laughs> 
<laughs> it'll come up i promise man oh it's hilarious oh yeah this guy was at the outside st louis blues chicago blackhawks game How the fuck and you know? um he was in uh he he had a he had an orange jumpsuit on and he had my blues jersey on over top fuck it was funny where did you put it did you, didn't, did you i think it was on was it on twitter i'm pretty sure it was on my twitter i think i put it on I there was on your instagram no Anyways. it wasn't instagram it was twitter on Insta- to, that's on it right there yeah there you, go. you yeah. got it yeah but the thing is this is like 10 15 years later buddy just right. was like ah fuck it i'm this is hilarious. Right? he was a legend on the internet because of it yeah so it was an alumni game i guess the guy said it was yeah, right? yeah, like, the guy's got was. an orange hat like that's a beauty that's a beauty pick full right jail there. suit full jail suit full orange jail suit and he's got my jersey on and it's not official it's got the starter down there I at the bottom but shook, bro you're, if you're wearing my jersey i'm happy about it right well, it, it I love, I, honestly yeah. i looked at that i laughed was like man that's sweet yeah it that's was. funny right wonder he had the if he had the fighting strap hooked up or not i have one more question before yeah. i'm done yeah um jesus you haven't uh updated your mutant of the week in a while oh fuck i got lots of mutants out there i gotta be careful though 2018 right yeah, you know. can't be uh, that's why i wait until the end to bring to you bring know what I, i'd say mutant i'd say mutant of the year can probably, i read probably the only ones we'll probably go to dawn's <laughs> <laughs> mitch donnelly you're the mutant of the can year I read bud. The, the one that you wrote for the fans maybe <laughs> yeah for I sure i won't tell them where go it's ahead. at or yeah, anything one guy like justin and then just let it be there just all throw all the justins under the bus right okay so mutant of the week I love this man. I I cried. It says, "Where's that?" Hold on. Of course, it's not working now. All right. A mutant is an incredibly hideous person. You can be a mutant simply because you are extremely ugly, or you can be a mutant because you have committed a extremely hideous act. It is safe to say that it is not a good thing to be, or be referred to as a mutant be cautious we are looking for mutants on a weekly basis it says justin bieber is an idiot he is also canadian and that embarrasses me and i at, at a certain point i agreed with you this photo says it all he has no body hair no muscle mass and either wears his undies too high or his pants too low either way he's a mutant you're a good his, writer hey his prison yeah, rap right, sheet right. is longer than mine but his hollywood cash keeps him out of the can where he would most definitely be at the bottom of the totem pole <laughs> Oh, that hits hard. <laughs> he drives while intoxicated, harbors drugs in his home, eggs his neighbor's house, and claims he is retired. This kid doesn't know whether he's coming or going. <laughs> and he is supposed to be a role model for kids. Justin, hit the weights, use your man voice, stand up when you pee, and stop being a mutant. <laughs> that was pretty solid. Oh, man, yeah. that was amazing. When do you write yeah. that? Uh, oh, contrary, you do have a monthly ago. beauty, so he's not. you're not an asshole, right? You have a monthly beauty. I, did, I, I, have, that, a, I have a beauty, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah. That's there, there, yeah. There. So there's both sides. I haven't, I haven't updated that in a long time though. But if so I had to give one out, it'd have to be Don's for sure. You got yeah. a good picture up there with the stick, the the old classic hockey. Uh, yeah, that was long. I haven't updated that in a long time. Yeah, I don't know. I might have to delete that. I got some some rubbish on there. So um, first day you came out of jail, did you go to McDonald's or anything? Like, what was the food item you wanted mm. when you got out? I went to Tim Hortons because I I got released. I was supposed to get out. I think um, like two or three weeks before, prior to but they were just kind of it was kind of bullshit they were trying to they said paperwork but I found out later that they were trying to throw off the media of when I was going to be released and whatnot. so they let me out at like quarter to, s- quarter to six on the mor- quarter to six in the morning and um, went straight to Tim Hortons had a, a French vanilla cappuccino and a Boston cream good for you man Dream, you're That's a man like, right real men can admit to that right anytime I, anytime I had to go watch my brother play I'd always get a French vanilla sitting yep. in that cold drink oh, yeah. it's one of the best drinks it I go is fantastic. better than anything at Starbucks yeah. you, glad you were probably thinking about Timmy's the whole time man because I oh. go one day at, like and I can go right I just don't I'm like man I need my Timmy's like oh, yeah. this is crazy it's been five and a half years I need yeah. my fucking double oh, double yeah. here are you got oh, with yeah. a sweet tooth or do you like a burger every now and then 
I I love my burgers. I got a but I got a mean sweet tooth. Oh yeah, what's mean your sweet tooth? What's your go to other than Fucking the Boston cream? Anything, man. Super Joe Louis. Especially with the kids sour. Now too. Yeah. So, oh man, the kids are like, Mom, Excuse can I have this? Like, no. They're like, Dad. I'm like, Yeah, sh- just wait till Mom goes. Yeah, give to me bed. half. We got that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do people yeah. get that shit into jail? Like, don't they smuggle like shit like that into jail? Yeah, you how can. Does that work? You, you, you pay off the guards, man. Is that how it works? Pay off the, well, if we can't leave, how do drugs and cell phones That's and porn mags get in jail? I always thought that it was visitation hours. I also like, wonder. Yeah, like, yeah, you're getting a hoop of friggin' porn mag and then like shit it out and the, the, you know up. that'll come up on the screen. Oh yeah, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about the screen? Like you have to do screening. You, they yeah, yeah, you get patted down. Jail and they just like you get patted down and stuff like that. It's yeah. like airport security, you got to go through. Yeah, but yeah, you get patted down. Yeah, so but no, like the guards bring that stuff in, right? You just you give the guard money. He's gonna bring in a cell phone for you and you have it, right? So I didn't. That's crazy. Well, that's what happens when you're making fucking minimum wage, doing a tough ass job. Yeah, you're looking for other ways to make money. That's what you and I are doing. Yeah. You yeah. You ever get to watch like TV or anything like that? In there? Oh yeah, they, they they have TV rooms and movie rooms stuff like that. But you know, there's certain shows like we were. I was in when when Prison Break was in there, and they stopped <laughs> oh, they stopped allowing us watching that's what to watch Prison Break when I asked. Yeah, her. that was yeah. a great show too. Fantastic. Did you finish it? I did. Yeah, I checked it. I out. think they, they're getting another season going there. Yeah, but there's like certain shows like everybody like when that happened that that started a riot, right? And the same thing when when yeah. you would be watching 24, if you know you had a dickhead guard on 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 call or whatever, he'd like turn the lights on or like shut down all the TV it just it caused mayhem right so the guards are just asking for what they got but yeah that makes sense it's just like yeah, when you're walking down the street if you're being a peckerhead you're gonna get treated like that right, right? exactly so just sounds like a society and just four walls it, you know and, and I mean? the rules are a little different in there too yeah, right you know what i mean but it's uh it's 100 yeah, percent. It's, 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 it's it's definitely a, a societal a societal is it the same as like hockey like you know guys have been in there forever are the, are the grandfathers of the veteran presence they're yeah you don't fuck with older guys yeah. in there right you just kind of let them be but at the same time you know if if someone's being a dick to you and you gotta stick up for yourself then you gotta stick up for yourself right was there every time you had to do that seven times Seven? Yeah. You made it out, so that's good. Also, you remember oh, yeah. exactly what one time. One time, I almost didn't make it out. It was scary, but yeah, was, I, I made it out. I'm all well, good. you're a smaller guy, probably a little mouthy. If you had yeah. to be, nah, at that point, you're probably not. No, because the way that I was looking at it, I was just, I, I'm coming in, I'm gonna do my time, and and that's it. You know, it's like I'm doing just, office. yeah, like I just, I, because I, I knew that if something happened, that it was gonna extend my time in there. You know it. what I mean? So come in there, keep your mouth shut, mind your own business, do your thing, and if somebody <sighs> does something. Then you gotta you gotta throw the bows. There's, a, there's another it. tangent we could have went off on just being able to keep your mind on that. Yeah. Oh man, I got so many stories. Literally, we could do this for six hours. Yeah, we'll do another episode. Yeah, we can do that. I'm sure the people will want you back. Anyway, so now they're gonna be. I hate when people come on. They're like, so like, what's the interview about? And I'm like, it's not an interview. It's like it's a We're conversation. It's like I don't know if your your conception of coming on here was an interview, was it? No, I just bit. thought it was kind of like a chill out sesh. Yeah. The thing is, you li- he probably listened, and then you get an idea. I've, I've heard you guys, and I've heard you guys enough time to know to know yeah. what it's about too. So, and that's one thing about hockey players, because when hockey players come on, they're just like, oh, it's going to be an interview, mm. and it's kind of hard to, especially yeah. a guy that's playing. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of a wall. Right. You guys think bit. too. Sometimes, like some guys, like you to take like Highmore for example, we have to be careful too, because it's not that you don't have a name to tarnish. That's a six, but he is literally there. still going, and he's pretty much just at the start of his career, right? So you don't yeah. want to be too controversial with him yeah. right yeah. whereas a guy like he's obviously like dance is open to yeah. talk about right. what happened because it's long ago it's way in his past yeah. so it's it's just different right like that's why people are good sit on I'm like well Sid's not going to tell us anything right now yeah. Yeah. I'll get him when he's 50 yeah. and he right. give a shit anymore <laughs> and he's going to tell you all the stories that everyone's yeah, wanted yeah, to hear yeah. forever yeah. Yeah. right yeah. so I don't know no it's true but we'll definitely get you on again. I know there's going to mm-hmm. be people that are going to be like, what happened here? Mm-hmm. Well, Including think, me. What didn't we cover? I mean, we got, I got everything that I wanted. 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else that the viewers or the listeners and viewers might want. It's crazy for me, like for us too, because it's like we're com- the complete opposite life, but the one thing that we do have in common is hockey, right? Yeah. yeah. So weird. Do you want to say anything? No, I'm good. You know. Nothing that I really... I don't know. I don't. I think we touched on this earlier, right? I don't feel like I have to say anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... What am I going to say? Hey, people accept me. I don't give a shit if you accept me. You know, if you, if you don't, don't talk shit behind my face, behind my back. You know what I mean? And if you do accept me, Hey, I appreciate it. You know, you got some common sense. You got some common sense. You know what I mean? So it's just, uh, no, I I guess, you know, if you asked me if I wanted to say, I don't know if, because of, of like the field that I'm trying to get into and stuff, you know what I mean? I think we kind of touched on this too, is that, um, you know, who wouldn't you want, you know, your kid to, to go to a, a hockey camp and learn hockey from or, or learn some valuable off-ice information or, you know, mental toughness, you know, mm-hmm. like, like oh, Jesus Christ, like that, those are like the three things on my resume, you know what I mean? Accountability. A hundred percent, you know, and I don't, I'm not one of those guys that you go into jail, like, oh, what are you here for? Oh, I didn't do it. Yeah. Well, I didn't ask you if you did it. What are you here for? Oh, I, but I didn't do it. Yeah. You know, I know what I did and I know what I didn't do. Did it warrant fucking five and a half years in prison? No, it didn't. I don't, I don't think so anyways, but I I, I did my man my, my time like a man. I didn't snitch on anyone, even when I could have. And, you know, I, I got chirped for that, too. Like, a lot of people in my life were like, fuck, you can be out in, in, in two and a half years. Like, why don't you just testify? Yeah, that would like, came back and bit you that's later just, on. You know, yeah, but you know what, though? At the same time, like, maybe I had a shot to, to play hockey again. Who, who knows? You know, I could have worked the deal with the government. Hey, let me back into the States. If I testify, do this, do that. You know, but at the same time, it was like when I said to the FBI, they were like, well, we want you to testify against your co-defendant, and we want you to bring her down I'm like man that's not my job that's your that's your job like you, <laughs> did, was she guilty did, did she know what she did yeah she knew what she did her defense got her off mine I didn't go to trial I pled guilty right that's whatever whatever she's got to do that that's her thing and you guys have that uh, alignment there your relationships so. and that's one thing I think uh, and you just triggered me now is society as a whole is everybody spends so much time worrying about what the other person is doing it, man. to not think about Look what the fuck the they're doing that's it yeah. too many people worried about and it drives me nuts because mm-hmm. I got three kids now and one of them's in school he got bullied last year man oh that's another my kid got bullied la- man i lost my shit what did you do oh it's just they the principal and 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 and, and, and and the teachers they're just like well we have a regimen of what we do and we have to do this well fuck it's not working like he got <laughs> bullied like four times in a three-week span and they kept on going to oh well now it's step two. Oh, now we have to go to step three well fuck the kid's an idiot well what's you know five? or something or something's going on well because like, he's like pointing fingers at my kid and going bang and spitting on him and kicking him and hitting him like what's going to happen next is he going to bring a friggin knife from home and yeah. is step six going to be me going to to, yeah, to the, the emergency and, and, and whatnot house. well that's the thing right well you know, and that's what i said to the principal right? like I, you can either handle after the last time i said you can either handle this mm. how it should be handled mm. or you know and i'm not going to get into the mistakes that they made but somebody made some some pretty valuable mistakes where i saw who the kid was and the kid's address and it was a big mistake and like i said to my wife i'm like this is really bad like Mm. if this happened if my kid was the bully and somebody really wanted to take it out on me they they could have just got my address and then Mm. come and dummied me you know what i mean as they made a big mistake but at the same time you know i'm 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 not about that anymore right i use me (laughs) but no but seriously though you know what i mean like i just ended up saying to the principal like he 
you take care of this and you do the right thing or, or I'll take care of it my way. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. well, we don't need it. I said, well, I'm not threatening anybody. It's just, you know, but I, I know what kid. the kid looks like. My kids pointed out the kid to me. I'm going to wait till the parents come up and be like, hey, listen, like, what are you guys doing at home? That mm-hmm. your kid's going to come back, you know, four times, five times in a month and keep beating up my kid. Well, what is you know it that what you're I mean? not and, doing? Well, and, and, and exactly, <laughs> that's the right? Point exactly. So, and, and that's what it is. But, you know, it kind of... That was the hardest thing for me um, so far as being a parent is, is dealing with my, my kid getting bullied. And it's like, and I'm sitting there and I'm telling my kid like after the third or fourth time and I'm like, Tanner, you know, and I don't care what people think about this, but I, you know, I, I know I, I've told a couple people like, well, you probably shouldn't have said that. Right. But I told him, I said, listen, if he hits you again, punch him as hard as you can right in his face, mm-hmm. scream, yell, attract attention and he hit him as hard as you can he'll never touch you again and he started breaking down he was like but I don't want to it's just he's a good kid he just doesn't want to do that now my middle guy oh shit Jax he's he's a menace man my middle guy I'm worried about him because if somebody hits him he's just gloves are off he's going in the the, the playground he's just going to town at the same time if you like if we were to sit here and interview bullies from like and now like I'll, I'll say I was a bully I wasn't a physical bully right it was like more of like a mental thing I just didn't know the line of hurting people's feelings anyways if you punch him back in the face i can almost guarantee you that billy that bully stops i got jumped by three guys in elementary school from sticking i was sticking out for my buddy who was smaller than me if you can believe it and they jumped me at school and myself and tommy we fought back and we pretty much beat the shit out all three of them and i'm telling you to this day if i see them they're like, what's up, man? How's it going? Right. That was grade five. Right. Yeah, yeah, and for I sure. But they never touched anybody again because they, so yeah, well, I agree with your message yeah, is what today, I'm saying. In today's society though, it's like you probably have the majority of people going, oh, I don't like that, Dan, for what he told his kid. That's not good parenting. Yeah, like, their kid's well, a bully. Exa- well, either that or, you know, they're they're bringing up, you know, Johnny and, and Timmy that's 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 going to be soft and allow that stuff to happen for the rest of their life. And what that does is that promotes that behavior that, that, that their, their son or daughter is going to be susceptible to that when they get into business. So, you know, in, in school, you know, the props and other students. Hey, can you right do this? now. Right. Can you do this work for me? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess I can do that because they were bullied as younger. When they get into work, people stepping all over their toes and all over their, their necks to get up higher. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I'll do your work. Oh, if you yeah, don't you let your kid vacation. figure things out on his own, then yeah. all of a sudden he's, he's 35 100%. and he's like, I don't know how to do this. Can exactly. you do it for me? Exactly. Yeah. Like stick up for yourself. You uh-huh. know, make sure that you're a man or you make sure you're a woman and stick up for yourself. And and you know what? Bad shit's not going to happen. Just like you said, you know, the guys say hi to you. Right. And that's what I was trying to teach my kid. Obviously, the first time he came home, I was like, "Okay, we got to deal with this a little bit yeah, different." Yeah, yeah. The like, first time is no. And I'm wondering, like, like you know, and I'm wondering, Mike, but my my oldest, you know, he's he's a good kid, right? And so as I said, my wife was like, "I don't see him doing anything to, to start this, right? right?" But it was his first year in school. Maybe he didn't understand relationships with. And this kid was was two or three years older than him as well. Too. So, you're so a it wasn't that's given the benefit of the doubt to both sides, exactly. right off the bat. I'm, said, I'm, what? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I talked to his teacher, talked to the principal, and 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 it, anyways, it just kind of escalated. Mm-hmm. Kept on going, and I was like, you know what? I had enough. I'm like, Tanner, I don't want you to keep coming home and crying about the stuff. Punch the kid in the head. Mm-hmm. He does it to you. Punch him back as hard as he can. Just He's not going to bug you. Yeah, yeah. three. Yeah, for sure. No, no. And that's and that's the thing, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to to grow up going around bullying. And we we talk about that in society. Like we have to talk about those things, right? You because do. things are happening so early, so much earlier in school these days that you cyberbullying. That's another one for sure, right? Well, that's you easy. Know? And you, 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 adults sad. do that. You know yeah, what I mean? You sure. Imagine kids. They don't know the difference. Do adults get bullied? Dude, think about all the trolls that said we were talking about Turpin Danton, the guy on the Man, if I was super emotional and not in touch with my feelings, and I could be like, oh, you hurt my feelings. I guess that is a form of bullying. For sure, yeah. But if you're an adult, I guess you don't even... 
if some guy made fun of me, I would just like. Yeah. But then when you come like, back, let's fight. What are you doing? What are you some people about? aren't right. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of people don't think that's like that, right. right. Everyone's that's different, true. right? I, so I apologize. That's but you're right. You do have to talk about shit, and anything that we ever get done around here, it starts with the conversation. Yeah, hundred percent. Petition or a call on the radio or anything, right? And then all of a sudden, someone's like, "Oh, up in arms about it," right? Yeah. It's funny how policing or fighting just polices everything, especially in hockey. Right. You fight a guy, it's over. Same thing with the school ground in elementary school. If fighting guy was like hockey, the world would be an unbelievable place. You fight a guy and you sit five, you and him go for a beer after, right? And then you're like, yeah, yeah, we might fight again. But it's never that easy, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a rare thing that people don't take that concept imagine me because we fought by the way you know, first you fight know that. Junior. First, his first junior fight uh was my second i think so where'd you guys play junior a so what the was at the form okay you're old so you're not, we're not gonna talk we're not gonna tell teams Oh, I played for Bridgewater. Halifax okay. Lions. Okay. And we went to the same high school. And I remember okay. he, he texted me at lunch. He goes, hey, listen, Belly, the boys are chirping me. I got to go yeah, with I got to get a tilt. So I'm just like, all right. Because I'm a like, multi rat guy, hey, right? Like, a, who won the fight? He did, I think. Oh, wow. Look at his okay. alien arms. Look at me. Right? Like, oh, I hear you. Oh, yeah, great yeah. rebounder. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the fight, our buddy Manson's brother, he said to me, he goes, that was such a weird fight. Like, oh, it looked like, I think there was really only one punch thrown. And when he hit me, I was like, what the fuck? The last thing I remember was his mom telling him that he loved him. Like, well, how does he punch like that? Right, like, the right. guy was just like, <laughs> it didn't look like you guys want to punch each other. Right. So for me, I'm not the guy that can just go out and fight. Right. I need, you need to like really piss me off. Right. So yeah, for yeah. me to fight Belly, who I just went to high school with, we played in the same major midget team. Right. We went like almost all the way. Like right. we grew up together playing. I just couldn't punch him. Right. But did I anyone ever teach you how to fight? But he did me a solid. Just I learned. I, I my, my first year of junior A, um so back when I played hockey I'm listening, I'm just looking at the picture. <laughs> Back when I played, play was growing up. If you played midget, you were you were garbage, right? So we went went right, right from and in Toronto area, we didn't have like the the collective groups here. Like we didn't have like peewee yeah. and then bantam mm. and then midget. Like we had minor peewee, yeah. major peewee, minor bantam. We had enough players that we could have triple A's yeah, for, for each it out, right? right? For yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, after major after major bantam. Um, there were so many junior A teams in, in, in the area that um, you just, if you're good enough, you'd go and play junior A. Cool. 15 years old, right? 15, 16 years old. Bantam draft kind of thing. Yeah. Same sort of style. Yeah, right? So we, we played major Bantam, and if you played midget, you were like, hey, you're going nowhere. That's That was like house league back when like I played, right? In yeah, Ontario. For sure. In Ontario, yeah. yeah, in Toronto area, right? Mm-hmm. So we'd play major Bantam, we'd go to junior A, and my first year in junior A, I played 28 games. I had 28 points, 281 pims. I just fought everybody. So Every you game fought I yourself. fought. Yeah, I just fought, and I fought twenty-year-olds. I fought sixteen-year-olds, and I, it didn't matter. I just fought. My stats are pretty damn on. Aren't Ten they? goals, eighteen assists, two hundred eighty-one points. Two hundred, and I, I twenty-eight games, or was it thirty-five? Thirty-five games. Thirty-five games. I, I fought everybody and everybody. The 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 guy in the league at the time had um, let me see the, the guy in the league that had more pims than me. I think he had like three hundred and eight, but he played in like he was a twenty year old. He was twenty 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 one, yeah, and he had all the games. Yeah, he he was a bruiser though. Him and I actually never ended up fighting. I seen you fought Barnaby Ott eighty seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 87 points. Yeah. But I was I was a stud junior player, man. And look at my games played. I miss like 10, 12 games every year. Due to suspies, yeah. probably. Just most of all. It's like if you play in the NHL, even if you are a scrapper, you got to be skilled. Yeah. So that's you what my dad always used to say. He said the worst, the worst player yeah, I played against on the worst NHL team is still one of the best hockey players in the world. Like, yep. look at a guy Sorry. like Ty Domi. Ty Domi tore the shit out of junior hockey. Oh, he did. He got like and 60 goals one year. A couple years. And then he had to come and he just like, I don't know whether you lose it or you're not, or you just don't get that position to do what you were doing but now then he's the most feared guy on the ice yeah, not yeah. 
And then they, he scores, and everyone's like, what the fuck? And you're like, you look up his stats, and he had like 70 goals one year, and you're oh, like, man. Mm-hmm. Someone you know? told me, it's like, to make the NHL, you got to win the lottery twice or something. Like, those were the odds of it. I'm like, right. how many kids across the oh, world play sure. hockey? Yeah, there's a lot of kids. Yeah. And then to make it, you got to win. Funnel, man. Yeah. You got to win the lottery twice. And you played in the fucking NHL, man. Mm. That's something no I one wouldn't can mind ever, no winning one. the lotto a third time. Right? <laughs> or a fourth time. Win, winning some fucking money or something like that. Jesus Christ. Sorry, yeah. You have more NHL playoff goals than I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did uh, be a pro on my Xbox. But you know what? So. And here's here's a fucked up thing that we never even got to touch on here is that so we played uh, my last year in St. Louis. We played San Jose, right? Um, in the playoffs, and I think I scored my first goal. It was either yeah, third game or fourth game, right? I can't remember. Oh, it, was, oh. it was actually a really sweet goal, to be honest with you. You were yeah, watching yeah, it before yeah, you got it. It was really know. sweet. Yeah, goal, of the right? corner, he walked out and went top blocker. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it was bottom. I think it was low because I kept it right along the ice. I came across, and I think it was Nabokov, was it? Yeah, Nabokov. Yeah. yeah. So then, anyways, yeah, I, so picture that. That was, I think it was game three. And then the next night, or the night after, can't remember what it was, game four, we lost. So within a week span, I score my first NHL goal. <laughs> we go to San Jose for game five. We lose game five. We're done out of the playoffs. Um, get out of the dressing room about 10, 10 that night, 7 30 the next morning, I'm in jail for the next 65 months non-stop so you go from making i was making what 550 that year i think i was making 550 10 30 my contract basically ends right well you don't get paid in playoffs anyways right but unless you win yeah, unless you win right you get your bonuses and that but your salary you know probably not a lot of people know that right you get your salary ends after the regular season oh yeah right Fuck yeah. so you, when you're in playoffs in the nhl and that's why everyone says that it's like the most coveted you know you think they're at trophy next level they, they 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 don't you don't make money you, the only time you get a bonus you get a bonus for every round you win but you win the stanley cup i think you know i can't remember what the bonus is maybe like close to a million dollars something like that yeah right? like, guy like fucking wilson got like and it gets you know yeah and it gets spread out right like a Accordingly, like so, like captains and all that will be like, okay, like Constance you know, like, you're getting like twelve bucks, you're getting one hundred seventy thousand, you're getting like thirty-seven cents, <laughs> <You're getting> right? <laughs> right? Like, no, much. but anyway, so that, that's what I'm saying, right? That's why everyone's like at the next level in the playoffs. Yeah. You don't get paid. Everybody just does it because they they, they want to win. I don't, right? what you say. I don't know if the other sports are like that. I, I can't I can't comment. I don't care what you say. That's on your mental. Like I know, oh, right? yeah. sure, oh yeah, it, you know, and people don't want to admit it, right? But if you're in your career right. and you're working for free, oh yeah. Someone's gonna have something to say about it, you know? Yeah, right. So I actually we I watched a video not too long ago of, of that whole scenario, how you were um how you scored and then like within like a week everything just changed. Was it man? I played yeah. my last game and it was it was less than twelve hours later. It was I got out of the room at ten thirty or whatever, seven thirty the next morning I was in a jail cell. I'd say so that'd be the most interesting. Went from making five fifty a year to twelve cents an hour. Yeah. Quick question. Yeah. I, I know you know probably the video. It's like when your head's down, you're in the tunnel in San Jose, your head's down, like you're thinking right before you go on the ice. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. in the documentary. Right. Do you remember the thought process that was going through your head during that when your head was down there? No. I, 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 what I used to do, though, is is right before we would go out for, for games, I did in St. Louis, too. St. Louis had a long walkway, too. I'd always leave the room after the guy. The guy's coach would come in. Quenville would come in. He'd say some shit, and I'd roll out. Just everyone had, like, another three, four minutes to do whatever. Yeah. I'd always go in the hallway I just bite by myself yeah. and that's when I'd kind of splash water in my face and I'm just talking to myself just so like, happened my, that that was your routine that, that was my routine yeah. right and, and but at the same time um I knew what was going on like I, I it's really weird to 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 not to talk about to kind of try and relay because I want to I want to I want the, the viewers and, and the listeners to, to get a grasp of I knew what was going on at that time. Like I, I know the conversations that I had had. I know what I was doing. 
at the same time, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was cognizant of the fact that, yeah, I had talking to this guy at a bar and I had talking to this girl and, and I had talking to this police dispatcher. I knew that I had done that, but I didn't know what I was actually doing. Okay, you know, I, I wasn't in the correct exactly mind frame of, of what was going on. So like when I've like, you were aware of what was going on, but it wasn't necessarily the right thing. It's basically like, I, I knew it. And you yeah, knew that. Well, I no, I don't think I knew oh, what the right was, thing okay, was. That's cool, what right, I'm saying, right? So, so there's, there's, there's like, and that's what, what, what a lot of, what a lot of my story, you know, is, is, is based off of, is that, especially like, you know, the, the, the a lot of the, the jailhouse tapes and that, and like, you come away from that, and you're like how do you not know what was going on? Like something here doesn't mm. make sense. Right. And there's like a group of people that I've, that I've talked to and told the story to. And then like, I remember I told my wife the, the, the whole story the first time and she had, she had questions, you know, obviously. And, you know, so I kind of let her read a, a lot of documents that, nobody else has read you know that that That's only the courts thing. read right yeah. so i let her read these things that that, that nobody else has seen and she's like past it otherwise yeah. why don't you just tell people this mm -hmm. just everybody will understand and they'll be like oh okay and 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 that, that was her reaction she'd be like mike everybody will just be like oh okay yeah. like like we get it now yeah and i'll be like like no, because right that's, that's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? but that's, that's, that was, that's my golden egg. Like I, I lost almost $400,000 with due to legal fees and everything. And like these, these certain things that, that nobody knows about that can make my story more understandable to everybody. I'm going to hold on to those until the right day comes along where I can actually recoup some of that money back. I'm not an idiot by, oh, yeah. by any means. I'm going to try and recoup some of that money back. And then when people actually see that everybody, all these naysayers and all these people like, Oh, he's fucked. He's this, he's that. They'd be like, uh, Oh, okay. Well, that okay. Well, then when the video and then okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. he's not that bad of a guy, actually. <laughs> Told you, you fucking idiot. You know, like that's, yeah. that's, it'll it'll make sense. It'll, it'll it'll it'll, it'll come idea. out. It'll come out one day. No, it'll come out. Think about it. The fact but that in the meantime, have to I don't say that. Oh, he's right? actually a nice guy. Is is just like ridiculous, right? Because you just like you get painted with well, that. Well, here's the thing. If there's anyone that's still out there waking up and thinking of Mike Danton going uh, do you know what's going on in Mike Danton's head you got other issues man for Who sure gives a, like, mm, that's the thing right like, ago? yeah like you you need, you need a job or a girlfriend or something right like, really no, I think if you really want to know ask the guy that's it I'm not, I'm not <laughs> he's open you know just don't like I'm rolling down the street with my wife and kids be like oh so how was jail motherfucker my kids don't know shut up yeah, yeah exactly. you know what I mean yeah, but exactly no like right. you know like you know you guys have talked to Don's Don's enough right Don, I've talked to Don's with a bunch of stories and he'd be the first to tell you you know that, that you know yeah Mike will be here and there'll be you know 15 20 people here that he's never met and here come the jail jokes coming out right i just i don't give a Icebreaker, shit man. i can't i can't it is right but i can't i can't hide from it right i've, I've done what i've done no sense you know keeping it in the, in the well in that the makes you look right? even more shady you know yeah for sure yeah, yeah i don't give a shit i don't care life's good fellas it is life's pretty mm -hmm. pretty fucking good right now especially out of jail yeah yeah no doubt Talk with the appreciation that you have for life mm -hmm. oh yeah, you know, no, just it, being free. Yeah, and yeah, that's really that's what it is, right? And that's one thing that 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 jail that jail does too is that it's prison. It, it it takes away it takes away your freedom, right? So you you're basically you're ba oh, there's my spoon from from your mom's coffee, Jeez. which was bomb again, by the way. I gotta give it, <laughs> that's two shout outs. It was unbelievable. Coffee. She's gonna be. Uh, she'll be pumped that you're you're saying. She's, she's yeah. the I only would, one. She's the I, only one that listens to these podcasts. So I I might. <laughs> she'll, she'll hear you. I I might I might show up here every morning and just grab a cup of coffee. Lisa, you hear that? Dan loves the coffee. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Appreciate it. Thanks. Lisa. Um, 
no it, it's so they, they they take they take your freedom away from you right and you really don't know what that consists of like so when you're in jail you you can go take a shit you know if if, if you want um but you can't leave and go grab a meal you you can't even go and call you know your wife or your best buddy if you want because there's certain times when you're not allowed in your cell right mm-hmm. so there's just that was the, the toughest thing getting used to they they, they steal Things these take for granted. The, yeah they steal these personal and private and emotional connections away just just because you can't have them anymore the way that you the way that you want to so they kind of force you into segregation into abiding by their own rules right and that's that was the most difficult point for me was that you know my my whole life up to that point was it was it was sheltered to a point because it was it was it was more or less directed to do and not not allowed to 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 figure out life on my own so mm. the in jail I, I had to figure out life on my own i didn't have anybody else and that's where i did my growing up right so that's why a big reason why i think when i came out i can handle like like my wife says me all the time she's like like how can you you know going to school i drive to fredericton every week i got three kids i've got my hockey thing going on right um well, so I, I, you know, I've, I've got another little job on the side that I'm doing. She's like, like how, like, even when I'm home, I'm not home because I'm at the library, I'm at work or something. She's like, how do you do all this stuff? And I'm like, I just, I, I just think that I can handle a lot of shit because oh, I yeah. grew up in a really shitty situation, like not my, 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 my early years, but I did my growing up in jail, mm-hmm. right? So if you can grow up in jail and come out all right, fuck, you're a step ahead and you're a couple steps ahead, Way right? Because you're dealing with a lot more relationships and interactions and shit going on while you got to look behind your back and check your food and sleep with one eye open and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then when you come into the world, it's like, fuck, I remember when I came out, like the first couple weeks when I came out, I, I, I was, I was um, paroled in Toronto. And let's see, I can I can talk for hours, man. We no, can talk about shit for hours. So, I'm just uh, making sure we, we don't run out of like space. data because it's going to my computer. But keep going. Okay. Yeah, man, so going. so um, when I got out Toronto, I was I was paroled in Toronto, and I'm I'm rolling up and down Young Street for like the first three four days. And you guys know Young Street's pretty fucking busy, the right? Street down by the e- yeah down by the Eaton Center, Sky Dome, stuff like that, CN Tower. I'm rolling up and down, and that's how I figured to myself, okay, for the last five and a half years. I've had to walk around looking over my shoulder, kind of, because I know I kept my nose clean, but at the same time, you know, you, you get these see these Mexican dudes, right? So here's another thing. I'm, I'm kind of branching off, and I've got like seven stories on the go right now, right? <laughs> kind of like my life at the time. But, <laughs> but uh, no, serious, like the Mexicans in jail, like they'll go to jail for, for you know, illegal reentry. They get five years for that, right? Yeah. So they'll get three meals a day. They get a bed to sleep in. Um, you know, they get, they get uh, long, free clothes, shit like that they, they get to go at a job where they make like a couple hundred bucks a month and they're making more money and they're getting better better paid and and they're, they're they have a better life in jail than they do in mexico they, plus so what they, they do, do is, is is you know their five years comes up they'll just go and stab somebody in the neck and they're like oh okay yeah i got another 15 years cool all right keep sending home to my sending money home to my to my family you know they're pumped right so and that's that, that's kind of and and that that's like goes crazy. on on a regular basis and, and maybe it's not a a, 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 a knife in the neck yeah. but it's you know it's a fight it's throwing a guy something, out, out a window a something just things. to pro, just to just to Keep elongate their, their their prison sentence right because they they have it better inside right so you gotta walk around kind of even if your nose is clean like mine was you gotta kind of you know watch over your back and make sure you know you're not getting yourself into a situation that can be detrimental because you don't know how it's going to come out on the other end right so especially if you're new and like there's guys that have exactly. been doing shit for years and for years sure. and all of a sudden you step they on their like territory the or something yeah, yeah. Like you come into the tv room and you want to change a channel because days of your lives is on, days of the lives is on or whatever it's called and you want to watch the the baseball game yeah. at two o'clock and some guy's like just looks at you and be like 
motherfucker, I've been watching this for 13 years. You just turn this off without asking me. Yeah, okay, you're gonna get a chair to the back of the yeah, head. Yeah, because I'll take another th- 10 he years. He doesn't care. He's got a life sentence yeah. anyways. You know what I mean? So no everything's light. about everything's about respect, right? They yeah. always say in there you can get your you can get years back, but you can't get your letters back, right? So if you get a life sentence, that's an L, right? You yeah. can't get a life sentence back. You can't get time off of a life yeah. sentence. You're in there for life, right? But you got 20 years. You can get some of that time back. It's if you funny can, you right? say respect, because my brother, <laughs> he was super good at hockey. Supposed to get drafted all that, not the NHL, but the Q and shit like that. He right. ended up just being hanging around idiots, kind of misguided growing right. up and shit like that. And yeah, I yeah. called him a goof one day. Goof's a big, big dude. And prison. he, like my brother, in Canada, I'm anyways. telling you, this guy was a hard ass. He was, everyone like was kind of feared, feared him. Right. But he was the nicest brother that I, I could ever ask for. Right. But when I called him that word and I, obviously I had no idea what it meant. Yeah. He lost his mind. Goof. And that's a big thing, right? Like you say, if you, if you go to, to jail in, in the U S and if you say goof, it's not a big deal. Right. But in mm-hmm. Canada, I, I quickly learned you call somebody a goof. They always say goof means go, yeah. you know, and that's just, as this enemy, you call somebody a goof, the guy's just going to call you in the word. head, right? Cultural like, differences can yeah, yeah, it's like it really, it's really disrespectful, right? But that's what prison's all about. It's about just kind of respecting mm-hmm. people. As long as you respect people, you'll be fine, right? But um, back to people staying in prison. My dad spent some time in Afghanistan, and he was in um, almost like a holding cell where they kept terrorists. No Same way. deal. Just wanted yeah, to stay. Badass. You know, right. they just don't want to leave. there. Yeah, we was like, oh, well, prison. Fuck. I get a bed. I get some food. I got water. I got a shower. I got brush my teeth. Jeez, get your dad on the podcast. No, I'd love I know. to well, hear that. The thing is, like, he can't talk about that. Right, man. We had Ooh. a wedding to go to in Jordan this year. He's like, I'm not going back to the Middle East. Can't go. He's just not Fuck safe that, there. Eh? He's on like a list over there, you know, he's, but That's anyways, cool. bad guys have some badass shit and terrorists. And he said that they know how to work a phone because phones set off bombs. So it was like, you know, not the smartest people, but they know how to work a phone. You give them a phone, they can do anything with it. Take it apart, turn it into a fan. You know, they just know how to uh, dissect oh, a phone. That's Jesus. scary. Because they can set off a bomb anywhere. They know well, we're how seeing to, that in real life. Wish I would have known that in jail. I could have turned my <laughs> cell phone into a bomb blowing up my friggin' cell and got out. out. Hey, everybody <laughs> out. I don't want to hurt anybody. Right. Yeah, let me yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah, let me out. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but getting back to it, when I, when, I was, when I was released in Toronto, um, for, for like three, four days, it was I think it was released on, on the Sunday or the Monday, I, I rolled up and down Queen Street, or sorry, Young Street for, just, for just three, four days. Just, there's, just, there's, there's thousands of people mm-hmm. in Queen Street. This is right downtown Toronto and I just that's what I would do all day I'd walk down the right hand side walk up the left hand side and it was it was really tense it it it, it, it prison fucks with you it really does yeah, right you notice you when you're walking down the street oh you know who um the, the first guy was um Doug Gilmore. What's it? No, um, works Sportsnet as a, he used oh, to be a coach and GM. No, not Elliot. Older guy. Uh, Pierre? No, glasses. Uh, oh, McLean. McLean. Doug McLean. Doug McLean. I'm, I'm, I'm walking through, um, uh, what's the area there? Uh, mm-hmm. um, Hazleton Lanes area and um, the Richie uppity little area. And um, I'm just, you know, kind of got my my arms in my pocks and I'm walking and he goes, how you doing, Mike? And I kind of no. look up and I was like, I'm good. And he's like, uh, congratulations. Good to see you. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And, I was like, who the fuck is that guy, right? And then (laughs) I'm watching TV and I was like, that's the... Oh yeah, it is a guy, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it makes sense, right? But yeah, he was the first guy. But there was other people. Uh, there was a guy one time. I went to a Blue Jays game and said something like, "Hey, fucking Dan, shouldn't you be in fucking parole right now?" Well, yeah, you can't be in parole, you dumbass. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, I am on parole, but I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm I'm on parole, but I'm not in parole. Doesn't mean I'm in a cell. If I can, I can also it, go right? to a Jays game, right? Exactly, <laughs> right? Clown. Jesus, but did you, there's some, did you go to a Jays game or a Leafs game or anything in Toronto? I went to a Jays game. I went, and the dude was that's what I'm saying. The dude was chirping me. Oh, sorry. Like they walking down the street no no i was actually at a jays game yeah and and the dude was chirping me he was um yeah he just said fucking shouldn't you be in parole i'm like you fucking 
Yeah, nice. Just turned around, I kind of yeah, like, smile like that. You know, I was like, fucking idiot. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, but I walked up and down the street, and it was it was kind of uh, it was it was tense, man. But after after a few days, it didn't take a week, and I was I was good. So that did you my, do that to readjust cool. yourself? I did. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like I said, you know, you had to you have to go to restaurants, order food. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, things. That another guy that 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 I had um, I had gotten in. I'd, I had a really good connection with in, in Minnesota. He was an older guy. He was a Cubs fan. I fucking hated the fact that he was a Cubs fan because I'm a Cardinals fan. I hated him because of that. But we watched college football together. We watched every Cardinals Cubs series together. And he was an older guy, and and he was in there for for um, for for murder and, and bank robbery long story short he robbed a bank with a couple buddies thought his buddies were gonna snitch he killed them kept the money and he got he got caught right but he's anyways it is what he is but he was in there he got like 30 years for it he was in there for 29 years when i had met him 28 or 29 years holy shit so he went in there as a young kid he was he was almost 50 when i met him and he was one of the wisest dudes I, I've, I I've ever come across he had so much experience and so much life skills it's funny that he that, that he developed them in prison right <laughs> um but what were we talking about before because I, I there was a reason why i brought him up imagine how many books that guy read by the way right oh mm. shit uh, uh sorry we were talking about uh you're at the jays game you're getting chirped um, oh playing. i'm readjusting so <laughs> um he got he got released from he got released from jail and um, he, he i said you know let's keep in contact um i'm not gonna say his name so he's like yeah we'll do that we'll do that so he sent me a letter um old school maybe couple oh that's how but he'd been in there for 30 how's years your, that's how, how's your penmanship unbelievable love it for a Keep dude it. yeah unbelievable same right? and my wife she's like she's like a doctor she like writes like can't even understand it's like it's like my three-year-old writing that like what's that <laughs> yeah. say right like when we write notes to the teacher when we write notes to the teacher what are they like i gotta write that that's fucking embarrassing right <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she'll kill me for that one yeah Do you still write your number when you write your name <laughs> right yeah so i'm like dan 34 yeah no um no so um anyway so he writes me a letter as a lot like the like 22 24 pages super awesome just front and back long yellow legal legal pad like just like they give you in jail right yeah. and so he had probably knew probably had a few saved up you know what i mean with his belongings <laughs> yeah. and that so he wrote it back and i was super and i'm reading this and i'm reading this and i tell you halfway through i started crying because oh, that's right i'm a man i can cry so halfway through i started crying and it's because he's telling me about the first time that he met his granddaughter and they went out to a restaurant um, like the first time that he went to a restaurant with his granddaughter and, wow, his, and his daughter, okay, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just to give you the scope of it, and, and how, and how, and how simplistic we think, and how, and how much life, how much we take life for advantage, take advantage of life. Can't talk now. It's been what two hours now. So, Coffee um, we right, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> um, She'll come so, down. so <laughs> she will tap it up uh, or top it up. Sorry, um, <laughs> mine's in the gutter. Jesus. So, anyways, he writes in the letter. So, anyways, they, they, he goes to a restaurant and he, he he's he's got to go to the bathroom. So he goes in and and he's he's describing you know not like his gentleman, but he's describing taking a piss. You know, in 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 you know the uh, automatic urinals, right? Oh, so right. he's taking a piss there, and then he's he's done. He zips up and he's he's like looking to like to hit the the, hit the thing and he's like he's like mike you know I, I can't find this he says yeah i'm 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 looking underneath and you know i finally just say well you know it's okay and he's so used to, and that's the other thing in jail too you you have to be so respectful you take a shit you take a piss you double flush you make sure everything's clean because you don't want somebody coming in that's had a bad day sit <laughs> on your piss or smell your shit and then they're they're taking you know a, a, a bunch of batteries in a sock and just beating your head in because you've disrespected where they're going to take a dump right so he's so used to you know being clean and, and being respectful 
respectful that he's trying to look for this 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 button to push or anything that that he can flush the toilet and he just can't so he's like you know i've been in here for a couple minutes i I gotta get back and see my daughter and see my my daughter and my granddaughter so he walks away and and he just kind of jumps and is like Flush. What was that? An automatic flush, right? So he's like, he's like, scared him so much that he farted, right? He usually, <laughs> he, he, fart, he he almost shit himself, right? So he farted. So then he goes over to to, to use the to use the the, um, the 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 sink to wash his hands. Once again, there's no taps, there's nothing. Wow. And he has no idea, like what to, he says. So I, I walked away, and he says he got to the table, and that his daughter recognized that he was so gone that he had like he was just in another place right now. She was like, like what's wrong? And he kind of like was like, I I feel like a dirty I, I don't know how to wash my hands like he felt so infantile that he didn't know so his, his, his daughter said to him is like no dad that's automatic you put your hands underneath it'll just come on so he excused himself went back in and it just he was he was wow. explaining to me that he's washing his hands at the same time that he's washing tears from his eyes because he had been in jail so long he couldn't even take a piss and wash his hands because he had no idea and you know there's people out there they're going to be like well it's his fault he killed people 100% he made a decision he killed Absolutely. But, but that's what prison does but so your point was being to how we take things for granted and how exactly. it, how you, you, know what you I mean? change right? and that's the thing right and it's and it, you know like my my wife I, I i chirp her quite a bit i'm pretty hard on her right she's a good chick but i, I chirp her pretty hard and um you know, I, I and she'll be like, oh, you know, like you're not home, like you know, I, I made home, I made food for you. It's gonna be cold. And I'm like, fuck. She pissed I, right now. You're here. It, no, she might after <laughs> two hours. What time is that? She needs help putting the kids to bed, right? No, kidding. Uh, well, not kidding, but she can deal with it. So good. Um, deal with it, Nance. Um, we're here till tomorrow, anyways. So. Yeah, sorry, sorry, it ran late. We just gotta keep this on cue, running, and then like we can go out tonight and party and just be like, hey, it ran long. Sorry, right? She won't uh, even know. She got three kids running around. She'll be like, oh yeah, it went like nine hours. Like I just keep it rolling, right? But, um, now. <laughs> but um but yeah no so yeah, she'll be like oh you didn't come home or you, you're at the library late i made dinner i made this nice meal and i'm like it's not a big deal she's like well you're gonna eat it when it's cold my like, i've had worse you know what i mean like it's not Legit. a bad thing type of thing right but i always tell her like when something's going on like she'll she'll make you know big issues out of little things and i'm like nah it's just take a breath re- take a breath relax a lot of other worse things are going on in the world. You know, I don't give a shit about eating burnt hamburgers or cold, cold pasta. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've been mm. t- just, just take a step back, you know? And, and she's, she's pretty cool with that so, stuff. You know what I mean? I it's, it's, uh, what? I just wish you knew him a lot longer. Cause he has not that he's been to jail or anything, but right. he's just had to go through things as well. That are very right. similar. He, yeah. He's taught we me just a look lot, at but everybody, the way, every, yeah. same yeah, way. That's the thing, right? But everybody's gone through something, you know what I mean? And yeah. that's, that's what we were talking about a little bit earlier. Everybody's got their Mike Danton story. Yeah. It might just maybe they didn't go to jail, but you know, I've met people that have that even talked to me at SMU, people that I work with that have talked to me about their issues and they've had some fucked up childhood issues. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They came from no money, didn't have enough money for food or clothes and had to work three jobs. That's 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 a similar story to mine, right? You mm-hmm. still gotta just because, you know, you didn't go to jail or you you, you didn't get beat up or molested as a kid, you, you still went through some adversity and you came out on top you know and that's what that's those are the stories that i like because I, that that's me right think and about this too even some good things weigh on you like for you you loved hockey that's what you were but at yeah. a certain point hockey was such a hassle for you for sure that it pissed you off yeah. right so it's yeah. not just the bad stories right it's right. it's it's the whole road and it, it's funny i thought of this earlier and i'm amazed that i am reminded by it but if your road and i'll try and put it in like your era of time if your road yeah. was a video game it would be fucking rainbow road on mario kart man right, because right. it's like it's fun yeah and then all of a sudden you're pissed off oh, but the yeah. 
yeah. you're back on the road for and sure. you're having fun again you for know sure. what I mean 100 percent. oh yeah so I tripped your age there too because you I don't know you like to chirp yeah. so do I so that's all right I got the worst chirps <laughs> you work on those though that's the best thing about having a podcast man like you get people yeah, on a lot that, better yeah I have. I, I've heard that too through the grapevine that you were terrible garbage awful love it though like yeah. I said, children pick things up all the time. If you listen to episode like <laughs> one to like ninety nine, oh yeah, whatever. You learn, man. You yeah, grow. Seriously. All right, boys, let's wrap it up here. All right. Two hours, seven minutes. We gotta nice. get you back. Like you, you, we don't though. Yeah, you do. Why not? We don't go. We can talk about Oh, you mean on? I thought yeah. you meant back home. Oh no, we gotta get Oh no, we don't need to be back home right now. Oh, no. but my bus pass runs out at nine anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get me on. Yeah, we can do some uh, do some other stuff. It's fun. You might you can just leave your jersey here. You'll be back next week, so we'll keep you here <laughs> every fine. week. There you go. Cool. I actually just get fired now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I probably wouldn't last long in a podcast. I'm like, man, these podcasts are good. How come he never calls me? <laughs> but yeah, no, that was great. I, I I think you painted a picture for a lot of people and um, covered a lot of things that people were probably too scared to ask. You. And to be honest with you, we might have been too. Uh, and I, th- I think away, you appreciate man. as much as I do how open you are about it mm. and the fact that you're willing to help people um, yeah. to be a dad. All the shit you do that we covered that's positive, mm-hmm. yeah. which was our main point. But I had a lot of fun, man. It was fun. It's nice to sit down with another guy in your culture, which is hockey, yeah. and uh, shoot the shit. So yeah. just so everybody else knows, it's not really the interview like we talked about. You're sitting around shooting the shit. You get f- French press coffee. Un- three sugars. Unreal <laughs> coffee, Lisa. Yeah. The bomb. Three so. shout outs. That was four, I think. That's worth two, yeah. Um, all right. Take us home. Let's do it. All right, everyone. High button listeners, fans, whatever you want to call yourself. Thank you very much for all the support recently. Uh, if you could go to all of our social media outlets, like, subscribe, comment, iTunes, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. YouTube. You know how to do it. What did I say? YouTube? Oh, YouTube. Um, once again, Mike, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was a blast, boys. All right, dudes. See you soon. All right, we're up, boys.